a great steak, and all the Vegas-style action you can handle. And girls, where should you go for the ultimate girls' weekend? Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe. Relax in a cabana at the pool, indulge in a spa day, and get all the Vegas-style action you can handle. Book your best-ever weekend getaway now at Buffalo Thunder. BuffaloThunderResort.com Are you tired of waking up and going to a job you hate? Most people spend their entire lives doing that. This doesn't have to be you. Look at me. I get paid to talk about sports on the radio. I love my job. I get to meet athletes, cover games, create content, and make a change in the community. If you want to do what I do, listen up. Colorado Media School offers an eight-month course where you'll learn all aspects of radio and television. Whether you want to be a radio or TV host, YouTube content creator, drone operator, board operator, promotions director, social media manager, you name it. If it has to do with media, the Colorado Media School will teach you and help you find a job once you graduate. Call 303-937-7070. That's 303-937-7070. Colorado Media School offers financial aid for those who qualify, and you can graduate in just eight months. You can be working on air like me in less than a year. Call Colorado Media School now because classes fill fast. 303-937-7070. 303-937-7070. KKSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Nuggets. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Desmond to left field. Run for a going back. It's up and it's gone. It's a walk-off. Two-run home run. Desmond is 20th of the year with two down in the ninth inning. The Rockies walk it off. Kirby Yates had just struck out Gerardo Parra. And things were looking up for the Padres. But Desmond with his 20th home run of the year. It's a two-run shot and the Rockies win in walk-off style. Take two out of three from the Padres. Walk-off style indeed. Ian Desmond bails the Rockies out. Gets Brian Shaw off the hook, and all is well at 20th and Blake. Rockies win 4-3, beat the Padres, take two out of three. They win the series. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show here on Altitude 950. Friday morning in Denver, Colorado. No Vic today. James Merillat, you know him as Manchester. Will Peterson, Vic calls me HW with you until 10. Manchester, it's it's amazing how one swing can change the feeling of an entire series. Uh, no doubt. I mean, that, that was about to turn into uh, not a disaster. Um, but if you lose two out of three at home to the Padres, you just feel like your momentum has come to a screeching halt. Um, you go into the weekend two games back of the Diamondbacks. You're just like, oh, they just can't. They just can't stand prosperity down on 20th and Blake. Uh, and Ian Desmond, you're right. Bailed him out is the right word. That's exactly what happened. And uh, everybody's feeling good on a Friday morning. Ready to roll. We got a big series with the, uh, the Cardinals this weekend. We got Broncos tonight. We got CSU getting the college football season underway this weekend. It could not be a, uh, a better Friday morning in late August in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, it's a good time to be a sports fan in this city. You mentioned it. It's funny. The Broncos play in like 10 hours, 11 hours, and they really haven't been on our radar very much this week. We haven't talked a ton of Broncos. We'll dive into a lot of that today. But this is it, James. This is preseason game three. This is the game we all look forward to. Uh, 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 you know, come tomorrow morning, we'll have a pretty good idea of the 53-man roster with the exception of just a couple of names. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, and a lot of that will be based on a couple of things. One, how guys play tonight. But more importantly, 
who plays tonight, right? I mean, you talked about it yesterday, and, and look, I don't want to go down the Paxton Lynch path too much today, if at all, um, but he's a guy that may not play tonight. It's not just a Paxton Lynch thing. Anybody that, that's a third stringer or fourth stringer is not going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. Starters are going to go for, what, a half? Maybe into the second half? I mean, it used to be they wanted to have him play a series in the second half so they could get used to coming back out after uh, after halftime, going back on the field, and then after that it's the it's the second team. There ain't, there ain't going to be a lot of opportunities for guys down on the depth chart here tonight. So I think a lot of it is uh, if you play tonight, you have a pretty good chance of making the 53-man roster. Well, and once again, we're faced with the dilemma of the Broncos kickoff at 530 in Washington, D.C. The Rockies will take on the Cardinals, uh, you know, a little bit later. One game matters. One game doesn't. The Broncos game is important for determining the roster, but it doesn't count in the standings. The Rockies are playing a team that they're neck and neck with for a wild card spot and also obviously still in the division race. It shapes up perfect. You can watch the first half of the Broncos live, which is all that matters, right? That's when you get to see uh, Case Keenum in the offense. That's when you get to see Vaughn in the defense. That's the part of the game that matters. Then you can start going back and forth. And then by the time the Broncos game is over, you're to the, you know, what, fifth, sixth inning of the Rockies, and then you can just leave it on AT&T Sportsnet and watch it till the end. It sets up perfect. It couldn't be any better. So I uh, took off early yesterday. I heard Vic call his daughter. That went well. Yeah, that was uh, cringe-worthy. Yeah, what was your reaction? Because mine driving, uh, I, I think I was on Lincoln at that point. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I just kind of sat here and where I am right now, and Vic was sitting where you are right now, and I just sort of was looking at him like, where are you going to take this? Yeah. How are you going to save this? She fought back nicely, though. <laughs> she did. Don't have me on the show if you're going to diss me. Don't have me on your radio show and diss me was a uh, a great, great line from his daughter. It was weird, though, being in the uh, the Rockies clubhouse yesterday, Manchester. To see Matt Holiday walk in was pretty surreal. I mean, they traded that guy a decade ago on maybe not the best of terms. People forget he was offered a contract extension. That was the part of it that I found uh, a little quirky. Like, he got a nice ovation. He was welcomed back with open arms, which was which was fine. Um, that's nice. That's the way to, to handle things. But he left here because he didn't want to stay here, right? He didn't, he, the Rockies offered him a big contract. I believe it was four years, 80 million. And he decided, I want to go elsewhere. So they traded him to Oakland. They got Houston Street. They got Carlos Gonzalez. He then quickly was, was shipped off to St. Louis and he's bounced around a little bit since then. Um, but he left kind of in a Carmelo Anthony type of situation a little bit. If Melo re-signed with the Nuggets, would everybody cheer him? I think the key is, and it was funny, because we went out to the dugout and Jeff Breidich came out to watch Matt Holiday take left field, uh, just reps, whatever you want to call it. And when he came off, he and Jeff Breidich had a big, big, big embrace. Uh, bro hug. Bro hug. Bro hug. And nice. then they walked off into the tunnel together. I think it was more of a commentary of the previous general manager was no longer here. Maybe, you maybe. I, I don't want to read too much into uh, a bro hug, but look, I, I think he's he's a nice addition. I think he'll be a nice bat coming off the bench. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I didn't like the fact that he was starting. Um, I, I don't think he's a guy that you want out in left field. I don't think he's a guy that needs four at-bats a game. Um, I get that they wanted to get him you know, multiple at-bats to get started, but that felt a little too much about let's have a feel-good story versus – what actually is the best plan for today in terms of winning the game? Um, so I hope the, I hope the, you know, 
reunion tour is over, and he's Jason Giambi coming off the bench in late-inning situation. We'll talk to the Athletics' Nick Groke at 9.30. What's funny, in his second at-bat yesterday in Manchester, I was sitting there watching it with Marty O, of all people. I, I thought he maybe got it off the bat, and then Holiday said to Groke after the game, I thought I hit a home run on that second at-bat, but I f- forgot there was a small tornado going on in left field. Yeah, it was a windy, windy afternoon, so, uh you know, the the fact that... Um, he thought it was out more often than not. He said a lot of those at Coors Field. It's going to be out. So, uh, it wasn't a disastrous debut by any means. If you just look at the numbers, maybe it was. It wasn't. He, he looked fine. He didn't look out of sorts. He didn't look like he doesn't belong, but I, uh, I, I don't think he should be, uh, playing over Para or Dahl in left field on a regular basis. Speaking of Matt Holiday, he kicks off big news. What headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? Big news right now. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed getting back out on Coors Field. It's a it's a beautiful park. Somewhere I've I've, uh, I've enjoyed playing in my career, and it was fun. And then it, to end it like that was was really really cool. That's Matt Holiday after the game talking about playing uh, back in his old stomping grounds, first time in a decade. And, of course, he talks about the ending being a lot of fun. Ian Desmond comes through in a big way. Two-run walk-off home run. Here's the manager. You know, again, I mean, Des, you know, Desi's an everyday player, right? And, you know, I mean, for us, I mean, Desi contributes, you know, on a, on a daily basis. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, he's a, you know, this guy's a two-time all-star. He's a good player. And today, it was a, it was a big swing for us. So, you know, he's a guy that comes every day to play. And he plays with a high degree of intensity. You know, this guy's a winning player. The redemption of Ian Desmond, Manchester, has been a fun story. Nice uh, cherry on top yesterday. Uh, no doubt. A little preview of my hot take. All right. There you go. Meanwhile, Bud Black has talked a lot about this team. Matt Holiday said yesterday he wants to play in the World Series this year. What's Bud Black think of his team right now? You know, that's what we are. I mean, for me. And I think those guys believe it, too. Yeah, I mean, you can ask them. I, mean, I just sense that, you know, from the time we walk through the clubhouse doors and we get together, uh, there's an expectation to win. Uh, no matter who we're playing, night, day, rain, wind, cold, hot, doesn't matter. I mean, our guys expect to win, and we're, we're going to play the entire game. It's going to be crazy in Lodo tonight with the Cardinals in town. Fully expect a packed house and, and a Rockies team that – It'll feel like a playoff atmosphere down there. It'll be a weekend of sellouts, I would imagine. There's yeah. going to be 40,000-plus people in the building uh, each of the next three games. Uh, it will be a ton of fun. There will be a lot of Cardinals fans there. Whatever. We just need to get over it. We live in a great place that people want to come live. Fine. Cardinals fans are here, too. Here's the best revenge. Send them home unhappy. Just win the games. No doubt. Excellent news yesterday for Mr. Bolin and the Denver Broncos. And uh, it is my great pleasure to inform you uh, that Pat Boland has been selected as a finalist by this Contributors Committee uh, for the class of 2019. With that, it's my great privilege to thank you, Annabelle, and everyone in the Boland family, and of course, especially Pat, uh, for all his great contributions to the game. Uh, I mean, wow, some moment for, uh, for him, for his family. And for everybody in the Broncos That's Joe Ellis on the other end of that call getting it that Pat Bolin is one of two contributor nominees for the Hall of Fame class of 2019. Uh, you know, it appeals all but certain he will get in. 
needs an 80% of the yes vote from a 48-person full Hall of Fame committee on the eve of Super Bowl 53. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Normally, this is a you know rubber stamp approval kind of thing they're going to get in. It's not a surefire deal. Two years ago, Paul Tagliabue and Jerry Jones were the two people that were uh, nominated. Paul Tagliabue did not get in. Jerry Jones did. Uh, last year, it was only one person. It was Bobby Beathard. He did get in. So there were a few tweets from people yesterday with, he's in. No, he's not in yet. Uh, it looks good. This was a big, big step. Um, but fingers crossed until February 2nd in Atlanta when the uh, voting committee gets together and uh, 80% of them have to agree that Pat Bowen deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a big, big step for Mr. Bowen, but you're right. Still a little more to go, but we're all very happy for him. Well earned. Uh, of course, some of the most iconic moments in this city come from Pat Bowen and John Elway. thing I want to say here tonight is only four words. This one's for John. Well, and I, I'm going to say this, and you would not want me to say this, but this one's for Pat. Goosebumps. Yeah, literally, like the hair standing up. Look at that. Chicken skin. Yeah. It's a cool moment, man. I mean, like you said, it's, it, there's work to be done, but... Yesterday was the big step that we all expected to happen two years ago. We all expected it to, to happen last year, and it finally happened this year for Pat Bolin and the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and a, uh, it was it was my hot take yesterday. Very, very deserving for all kinds of reasons. Um, obviously, the statistics on the field are pretty mind-boggling. Six losing seasons, seven Super Bowl trips during his tenure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, but just the standard he established and the way he's run that organization – uh, as a fan, and I'm speaking strictly as a fan, you could not ask for anything more. No doubt. He's a great owner. He's a great owner, good man, and uh wish him the best in getting in in February. I also saw the tweet yesterday that Joe Ellis and Steve Atwater uh, went to Mr. Boland's house and informed him of, of the decision, and that's, that's a cool moment. Yeah, they were uh, sitting outside yeah. <laughs> uh, waiting for the phone call. It felt a little bit like that scene in uh, Moneyball. When they go sign Hatterberg, yeah, yeah, and they call him and they're like, well, can you let us in? Cause we're on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> no, good day in Denver yesterday. Uh, big news for the Bullens, uh, and Pat and a big win for the Colorado Rockies. Up next, it's our piping hot takes. Manchester will tell you all about Ian Desmond. His redemption tour has begun. Keep it locked in. Vic Lombardi show altitude 950. Rapids, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and Denver's best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950. Jokic has come to play tonight. Ace Radon wants to help you and your family with every breath you take with our indoor air quality services. Indoor air pollution is the number one environmental risk to our health. Indoor air is three to five times more polluted than outdoor air. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. There are several radon measurement devices available today, but you don't want to trust your health to an improperly calibrated do-it-yourself gadget that may render misleading results. Instead of wasting your money, trust a radon test performed by an Ace Radon certified professional. If you have radon, we can help you take the right steps to clear the air you, your family, and your pets breathe. Hire the experts at Ace Radon to have your home tested for radon. You'll breathe easy knowing your home is safe from the deadly effects of radon. Race to Ace Radon. When you cut, you cut. <laughs> when you nod, you nod. Put all your money in. Let's roll them again. When you hot, you hot, yeah. It's hot. 
really hot. But at Medved Chevrolet, the offers on new Chevys are even hotter. Get hail sale discounts without the hail damage. Plus, no payments until fall or financing as low as 0% APR up to 72 months on select vehicles for those who qualify. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Put all your money in. Let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot. Just go to MedvedChevrolet.com and click on the specials button. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. Medved Chevrolet is hot. On the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 ramp Castle Rock. And on I-70 in Wheat Ridge, exit Kipling, exit Ward, but exit the giant Medved Autoplex. Chevy, find new roads. When you're hot, you're hot. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you feeling the aches and pains of growing older? Do your knees and back ache? Well, my friends, I've got a solution for you, and it is the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Listen, after my 10-year NFL career, I had plenty of aches and pains that I just needed fixed if I was going to live a happy life. And one of the ways I did so while avoiding surgery was through stem cell therapy. I had stem cells placed in my knee, and I was, in fact, able to continue to play in the NFL for one more year. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics offers the best in stem cell therapy. They are an independent physician-owned office that has MRI on the premises. That means lower costs and less time. And if you need something beyond stem cells, they have over 40 years of collective experience with knee, elbow, back, and neck surgeons who can help you live pain-free. So give my friends a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. When powerful storms in late June damaged over a 1,000 vehicles at Johnson Auto Plaza, insurance adjusters ordered every vehicle sold, regardless of profit. It was game on. Hi, this is Alan Roach from My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza with a hail liquidation update. Since the incredible storms hit, hundreds of hail-damaged vehicles have been sold at Johnson, saving buyers thousands on top of summer clearance event incentives. The response has been overwhelming, hectic, that's for sure. But there's plenty more. More deeply discounted cars and trucks to sell. Some vehicles have already been repaired and still being offered with thousands of dollars off. Clearly marked with a yellow dot on the windshield. These are side by side with many vehicles that have not been repaired with even bigger discounts. The Johnson family's committed to doing what it takes to sell every new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler on their lot, regardless of profit. Don't miss this special buying opportunity at Johnson's. You'll be amazed at the savings. Just north of E470 on Highway 85, Johnson Auto Plus. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Tennyson is closed both directions between 44th and 72nd. A train is stopped on the tracks blocking Tennyson just north of 52nd Avenue. You can use Lowell as an alternate. Traffic is brought to you by CC's New Endless Pan Pizzas, now on the buffet. Slower traffic developing southbound I-25, I-70 down to Spear. Now at CC's, new Endless Meat Eater and Supreme Pan Pizzas on the buffet, starting at just five ninety nine. Only at CC's. Prices and participation vary. Restrictions apply. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Winning series is really important this time of year. You know, especially against clubs that play us tough. You know, this team, for some reason, you know, they play us tough. And to, to walk out of here with the series win uh, when we were down to an out left, uh, it was big. That's the hero yesterday, Ian Desmond. Rockies win 4-3. Beat the Padres, take two of three. Tough start to that series. Almost rallied in the ninth on 
uh, Tuesday night or whatever night that was. Uh, yeah, it's Tuesday. Last night they actually, yesterday afternoon they actually did it. Yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was a great way to end that series. You win two out of three from San Diego. It makes Tuesday's loss like, okay, you know, you know, you, you won the series. Uh, it was such a big swing of the bat. It really, really was. And, and, and when we look back at the end of the season, if, if the Rockies end up where we hope they do, where we think they can end up, if they win the National League West, they're going to be five or six moments that were like, oh, yeah, that was the key. That was the big swing of the bat. There's the Ryan McMahon home run. Um, there the was the DJ home run, yeah. home run in San Francisco. Uh, yesterday's is one that, you know, a month and a half from now, people may forget, but it needs to be on the list. You come back off that road trip where you win five out of six, where you sweep Atlanta four games uh, straight over the weekend, and then you stub your toe at home and lose two out of three to San Diego. Ah, that's just going to be a, a killer. Uh, and they avoided losing the series because Ian Desmond had the uh, at one of the best at bats of the year. Unsung heroes yesterday: Jake McGee and Chris Russin keeping it at three two. I thought that was really important. And then Story gets the sort of blue pit, steals second. Gerardo Parra is a contact hitter. He just is. And when he strikes out, I'm thinking, ah, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, Arenado strikes out, Parra strikes out in that inning. You're like, eh, just not meant to be. Um, and, and, you know, there are a lot of people who probably would not have picked Ian Desmond as the guy they wanted up at that point. Um, but uh, he, he made them eat their words. Yeah, you knew if Desmond was going to do it, it was going to have to be early in the count. I'm sitting there going, I hope this guy is swinging and swinging hard early. And uh, he got a pitch to hit. All right, real quick before hot takes, 8958 says, ex-girlfriend and her cardinal-loving family flew into Denver for the series. First of all, that's cold that your ex-girlfriend's in town. Need your help, Rockies fans. Get loud, get proud, and let's give it to the worst fans in baseball. I love it. See, that's the approach. That's the approach. Let's not... You know, sit here and cry that so many Cardinal fans are in town and so many Cardinal fans are going to go to the game. No, just go and give it right back to them. Give it right back to them. And if you have to call yourself the best fans in baseball, you've got some issues. It's like Nebraska calling themselves the best fans in college football. Yeah. It means you're not. Yeah. It means you're terrible fans. Let's go. Hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. It's Manchester's Hot Take. HW, I think yesterday we saw my favorite thing in sports. And it's not winning, although that's great. It's not late-game heroics, although that's great. My favorite thing is redemption. And earlier this season, Ian Desmond was getting booed at Coors Field. He was a $22 million man hitting below the Mendoza line. He was getting the finger of blame pointed at him. He was the scapegoat. He was thrown under the bus. And yesterday he was the hero. And as he rounded first base, and as he was thinking about all the people who had called him out, I was hoping this was the song that was going through his head. He didn't crumble. He didn't listen to the peanut gallery. He didn't listen to all the yahoos like me who were who were pointing the finger of blame at him, who were calling him out, who were saying he was the reason the Rockies were struggling. Because that's what happens when things aren't going well. That's what happens when, you know, you're expecting success and you're not getting success. Everybody wants to find a scapegoat. Everybody wants to find somebody to point the finger of blame at and say, it's his fault. And you know what? When you're making $22 million and you're hitting below 200, 
you're probably going to get the finger pointed at you. Sure. You're probably going to get booed. But Ian Desmond didn't didn't let that get him down. He didn't let it become the reality. He just kept grinding. He just kept showing up to work. He just kept doing what he knew was the right thing to do. And eventually, everybody has to eat their words because he wasn't the problem. He wasn't the, the thing that was ailing the Rockies. And yesterday, he proved everybody wrong with one of the biggest at-bats of the season. No doubt. Moving on. It's HW's Hot Take. So the Broncos are in D.C. tonight. Listen, a lot of people are going to be focused on the quarterbacks. We obviously need to see Case Keenum and the first-team offense score points, move the football. They did last week, but their biggest drive was aided by a massive pass interference penalty. I'd like to see them do it without the help of the flags. And then, of course, Chad Kelly will battle to uh, prove to John Elway he doesn't need to bring in a veteran backup. If Chad Kelly has his third straight good game, I expect Chad Kelly will just win that job and guys like Matt Moore will continue to be free agents. But what I'm more concerned about tonight is the non-quarterbacks. Manchester, the last few years we've been so hyper-focused on QBs and Simeon and Lynch and Sloter and blah and Kelly. Dude, there are so many other things on this roster worth, worth talking about. Who's the starting running back? Who's the starting tight end? Who's the third cornerback? Are these inside linebackers up to snuff? There's a lot we're going to find out tonight in D.C. It's preseason game number three. It's the dress rehearsal. And guess who they're playing? They're playing Alex Smith, guy they're real familiar with. Yep. Guy they played a lot in the last few years when he was the quarterback in Kansas City. If the Broncos go out tonight and win the first half, I'm going to be pretty encouraged because Washington, in my eyes, is an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven football team. If the Broncos go out tonight and get their butts kicked like they did by the Vikings... I'm going to be worried we're in for 5-11 and 11 all over again. And that's a lot to take out of a preseason game, but we've discussed on this show a lot, Manchester. The window for this team, depending on who you talk to in this town, there's people who legitimately think they're going to win four or five games. There's also people who think they're going to win 10 or 11 games. I can't remember a Bronco season in the last decade plus where the window has been this wide in terms of expectations, extremely up in the air. We will learn a lot tonight in the nation's capital. No, I agree with you. There are a lot of question marks about this team. It's why when people talk about them winning double-digit games, I sit there and go, what are you What are you basing this on? Other than just pure hope, which I get hope. I hope they win 12 games, 13 games. I hope they have a deep playoff run. I hope that. But the realist in me can sit there and start rattling off all the question marks about this team heading into the season. And it's not just in terms of the guys on the field. It's also the guys standing on the sideline with his headset on and not being able to figure out how it works. Um, that's a lot of the issues, too. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it as the show goes on. There are a ton of questions. There are a ton of things to watch tonight. Uh, you touched on three of them, starting running back, starting tight end, middle linebackers, actually four, and then the third corner. This is a team, too, that hasn't been able to – protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Simeon, look, I never said Trevor Simeon was going to be anything more than a journeyman quarterback, but that guy got the heck beat out of him the last two seasons because the offensive line couldn't block anybody. Is Ron Leary going to play tonight? If he does, how do they look? If he doesn't, how do they look? Uh, what are they doing up front? What are they doing on the trenches on both sides of the ball? I mean, there are a ton of questions. Other than kicker and punter, I don't know that there's a... a, a Position on this team where you don't have some sort of question. Yeah, I think wide receivers pretty well set. The starting wide receivers, and you know, Cortland three in the four. Oh, okay, but Cortland Sutton has one catch, one in preseason. That was a 16-yard touchdown, but he has one catch, 
And he's looked good at training camp. You know who looked good at training camp? Cody Latimer. How does it translate to the field? He's got one catch. So we think the three and the four are going to be Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton. We think that's going to be the solution. But we don't know that. Yeah. So those are some of the questions I want to see answered. And the other part of it is, look, I'm hoping Chad Kelly looks great tonight. I really am. Because at some point, you have to find the quarterback of the future here. You can't continue to just have a Band-Aid. And even the biggest Case Keenum supporter has to admit he's a Band-Aid. He is. That's why he got a two-year contract here and not a Kirk Cousins-type contract. It's two years. He's a bridge to the next QB. Now, was that going to be Paxton Lynch? Was it going to be somebody they drafted this year? Is it going to be Chad Kelly? Or is it going to be somebody they draft next year? Those are your four options. Mm -hmm. So... But if the Broncos are going to be any good this year, their Band-Aid has to be decent. And quite frankly, their Band-Aid hasn't been any good the first two games. He hasn't been. Case Keenum has not looked good. He looked like a journeyman quarterback against the Vikings and the Bears. What's he look like tonight? Chad Kelly's been better than Case Keenum. Now, Chad Kelly's played against the threes and the twos, so we got to... So? But he's been their best quarterback. Russell Wilson was better than Matt Flynn in the preseason. He was. Matt Flynn got a big contract from the Seahawks, and they decided we're going with Russell Wilson. If... If Case Keenum goes out and falls on his face tonight, and Chad Kelly looks great. Oh, gosh. I don't want to dive into that. Is that a legitimate question? It's going to be a question some fans are asking. I don't think the Broncos would ever do it, though. Seahawks did. Yeah. Well. If it's good enough for Seattle, why is it not good enough for here? Too much egg on their face. You can't give Case that much money and then not start in week one. Matt Flynn got a bigger contract than Case Keenum, if memory serves. More years. That tells you my opinion of Pete Carroll versus John Elway. I, I just think John it wouldn't admit that admit that this quickly. It's a legitimate question to ask, and we can uh, we can jump into it as the show goes on. Uh, Peter in Broomfield says, It sure is nice listening to you guys talk about sports today instead of just arguing with Vic. Common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> now Vic is uh, on some well-earned PTO. The thing is, there wouldn't be a lot of arguing. Yesterday was a great day in Denver sports. It's not hard to figure this show out. Right? If the Rockies lose the wild card game in Arizona, the following morning, this show's probably not going to be sunshine and rainbows. When they, when the Rockies win on a walk-off home run by Ian Desmond, we're probably going to be pretty happy. Had a buddy from uh, St. Louis reach out yesterday and he said, one game playoff in St. Louis, you want to come? Yeah, I went last year, dude, if that happens. <laughs> Get me on a bird. It's to, get me on a bird to Missouri. I might take Charlotte's spot this year. <laughs> We're going to uh, dive a little more into that Rockies win. The importance of bullpen arms performing well, guys. You don't really expect McGee and Russin kept that thing at three two. You got the Vic Lombardi show altitude nine fifty. Here's what's in play on altitude nine fifty. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Join me at Larry H. Miller Nissan on 104th today from 1 to 3 p.m. Right now, they're overstocked and they need to clear out the entire lot. It's Nissan's bottom line and they've been authorized to offer vehicles at prices so low I can't even say them on the air. It's going to knock your socks off. Come see me today at Larry H. Miller Nissan on 104th from 1 to 3 p.m. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Get power to spare with a Honda generator and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from General Air Service and Supply in Denver and enjoy for home or play. Visit GeneralAir.com. 
Hey, it's Mark Mosher for Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, and right now, they're overstocked and need to clear out the lots. Buy a vehicle from them this weekend, and they will pay off your trade. Get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand-new 2018 Titan, just like I did. I-25 to 104th, online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you. Stock number DN1691, last date of NJN5, 169.99, MSRP 46,850, sale price 36,850. Dealer retains all rebates, OAC plus tax title license, and includes 599 dealer handling fee, offer NZ3118. I love your new floors. Aren't they gorgeous? We need to get something new. Simply Floors. Simply Floors? A Simply Floors flooring design consultant came over with samples to show us what our new floor would look like in here. She was great. She came here? Much better than the big box store. You can really see what your new floor looks like in your house. But it's expensive. Not at all. Simply Floors prices are just as low. In fact, we looked at something that was actually less expensive. Simply Floors was less expensive than the big box? We were floored. (laughs) Funny. We do everything we can to make shopping for flooring and carpet simple. This is Buddy Mitchell with Simply Floors. Our goal is to help you find a beautiful, durable floor that fits your lifestyle and budget, whether it's carpet or hard surface. Our design consultants come to your home with our samples. Our prices are competitive. Check out our website at simplyfloorsinc.com and schedule your in-home consultation. That's simplyfloorsinc.com, where we make buying a floor simple and stress-free. You still driving trucks for a living? Yeah, but I'm never home, and it's getting old with me and my family. How long are you gone? At least two to three weeks at a time. Huh. You know, my brother drives for Safeway, and they're looking for a few drivers. How's he like it? Well, he really seems to be happier than he was at his last driving job. Do you happen to know what their requirements are or what they pay? Well, I know that you're over 21 and have a Class A CDL. Yes, sir. And I bet you have at least two years of all-season and mountain driving experience. That I do. My brother doesn't do long hauls, and he's back home at the end of his shift. He says he's going to retire working for Safeway. Sounds great. He also told me the new starting pay is twenty-five fifty-six an hour, with a potential bonus of up to 12 thousand five hundred dollars plus they offer a great benefits package wow can we call your brother so i can apply no need just log on to safewaydenverdc.com and fill out the application hang on i'm pulling up their website on my phone did you say safewaydenverdc.com yep that's it thanks man my family will be so happy if i get this job Imagine an arts festival where all the art is $100 or less. The 7th Annual Affordable Arts Festival is this Sunday from 9 to 3 on the Arapahoe Community College campus in Littleton. 160 artists from Colorado and the country will sell their art for $100 or less, including several pieces originally priced at $3,000 or more. Plenty of free parking, so come early for the best deals. Admission is $10. Proceeds go to the ACC Foundation for Student Scholarships. For more information, go to Affordable Arts Festival. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Tennyson has closed both directions between 44th and 72nd. Apparently a train has stopped on the tracks blocking Tennyson just north of 52nd Avenue. You can use Lowell as an alternate. This traffic report is brought to you by Zequel Pure Z's. Speeds are down eastbound I-70 between Pagos and Brighton Boulevard. Westbound I-76 slowing between the Commerce City exit and 270. How'd you sleep last night? Not great. Then try new Zequel Pure Z's, a drug-free melatonin gummy with a unique botanical blend that helps you fall asleep 
made naturally with no next day grogginess. New Zequel Pure Z's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. But Ian Desmond didn't didn't let that get him down. He didn't let it become the reality. He just kept grinding. He just kept showing up to work. He just kept doing what he knew was the right thing to do. And eventually, everybody has to eat their words because he wasn't the problem. He wasn't the, the thing that was ailing the Rockies. And yesterday, he proved everybody wrong with one of the biggest at-bats of the season. Welcome back, Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. That's James Manchester, Maryland's hot take. James Will with you until 10 today. Nick Groke from The Athletic will join us at 930. Talk about that big Rockies win. More you know from Manchester on Washington, D.C. coming up at 830. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You're going to learn uh, like 10 things about Washington, D.C. you didn't already know. Uh, someone, Pretty fascinating. Someone just texted the text line, Matt, it stink. Get the wrong text line, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. Uh, let's see here. 6874 says, I'm most concerned about the first two drives for the Broncos. Do they come out flat again or do they come out ready to play? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I just have this feeling that going to the East Coast to play an NFC East team, are we going to see the same team that got a 50 burger hung on them by the Eagles last year? Are we going to see a team that's ready to go? Very rarely does this team just feel like they're ready to go. I, that that's what I want tonight. They've played 16 games since the bye week, if you include preseason. Is that right? They started three and one. They've they played 14 games. Yeah. 12 regular season, two preseason. They've won two of them. Two and 12. Two now, and granted, 12. two of those are preseason, but yes. I mean, that's not a good trend. So no. I, I think at some point, winning and losing doesn't matter in the preseason. But when you've won two of your last 14 games. Two of the last 14 times you've put on uniforms and stepped on the field against a, uh, another team, you've, you've been able to get a win. You gotta at some point start creating a different habit. Our full Bron- Broncos preview coming up at 8 and 8.15 today. We'll talk about the offensive side of the ball at 8. We'll talk about the defensive side of the ball at 8.15. All right. Let's pivot back over to Rockies yesterday, Manchester. A lot of stories to follow. Um, it was frustrating to watch David Dahl run into an out in the third inning. Rockies had first and third, no outs, and didn't score. But then Dahl redeems himself later with the home run. That, to me, was big. Uh Brian Shaw happened. We we don't need to dive into that too much because it was a trend, unfortunately, we've seen. But if we're looking at the positives, major positives, they win the game, in my opinion, because Jake McGee was good yesterday and Chris Russin was good yesterday. It was a day where they were thin in the bullpen, and frankly, Bud Black didn't have a ton of options. O was not available. Adovino was not available. You're only going to use Wade Davis in a save situation. So he had to use second-tier bullpen guys. And while the Brian Shaw is disappointing, I thought it was really encouraging that Jake McGee and Chris Russin kept that game at 3-2 to two and gave the offense a chance, and they, of course, delivered in the ninth. Yeah, I mean, Jake McGee pitched an inning in two-thirds, didn't give up a hit, struck out two. Uh, that's about as clean a performance as you can have. And Chris Russin pitched an inning, gave up one hit, uh, one walk, so he had a little bit of traffic. He um, did get the key double play, though, to get it to the bottom of the ninth. At but he, he managed yeah. to get out of it. He and made you're right. a pitch. It, it, here's, what, here's what we saw earlier in the year, too, out of this bullpen. It wasn't just blown saves and squandering leads. It was, and I bet there was a half a dozen of these in the first two months of the season. 
where all of a sudden a 3-2 game turned into a 9-2 game and you had absolutely no shot, right? Especially at Coors Field. It's, you got to figure out a way to keep your team in it. And yesterday they did it. You come up, you come up in the ninth inning. It's 3-2, uh, especially in that ballpark. You've got a shot. Time after time after time, guys like Jake McGee and Chris Russell earlier in the year were turning close games into routes. And maybe they weren't necessarily getting a, a negative in terms of a, a blown save or anything like that or a loss, but they were, they were contributing to the fact that, Hey, you know what? They didn't give your team a shot yesterday. Those two guys, part of the redemption day, right? Redemption Thursday. Mm-hmm. Those two guys who've taken a lot of heat kept the Rockies in it and gave him a chance. So they set the stage for Ian Desmond to have the ultimate redemption, the guy that everybody was blaming everything on, to come out and stick it right back in our faces. Yeah, no doubt. Kyle Freeland also has a good day yesterday. Uh, let's dive a little more into the Matt Holiday return, too. We talked about it a little bit in, in earlier in the show. Holiday doesn't leave town on the best of terms, turns down a lucrative contract extension, ultimately gets traded for cargo in Houston Street, and then yesterday, man, uh, you couldn't believe just the 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 storylines. I mean, it was funny. He and Bud Black publicly, uh, I won't say feuded because it was all tongue in cheek, but like Holiday said, dude, if Bud Bud wants to blame me not touching the plate, like uh, first of all, I touched it. Second of all, blame Tim McClellan. He called me safe, right? And then Buddy says. Matt didn't touch the plate. Matt knows he didn't touch it. You know, so it's like there's so many weird storylines here of like Cargo and Holiday are now teammates. They were once traded for each other. Bud Black still doesn't think Holiday touched the plate. Holiday claims he touched it, and now he's his manager. Like it's just a really bizarre sort of back in time kind of feeling. Well, and the fact that he's a guy who wanted to leave town, and then the fans just embraced him when he came back. You know, basically a decade later, mm-hmm. um, which is how you should handle it. I think you need to let bygones be bygones, and I I tend to be a guy that I like to boo people. Uh, you tend to be a guy that likes to hold a grudge. Uh, you've got your list of mm-hmm. people who uh, you don't want back in town. Matt Holiday, for whatever reason, he never really made that list, and I'm not sure why. Is it because the Rockies got cargo in return? It's like, yeah, that worked out pretty well. He didn't make it because, and I put this on my Instagram yesterday, that guy was my hero when I was 17 years old. I mean, what he that did. That should have been even more crushing. I know. What he did in that 07 season, people forget he should have won the MVP. And I believe it went to Jimmy Rollins in Philadelphia instead because it was East Coast bias. It was sure. Philadelphia. Holiday won the batting title. Holiday hit the triple off Trevor Hoffman. Holiday hit a home run in a World Series game at Coors Field. How many Rockies can say they've done that? Right. I believe it's him and Brad Hopp is the list. No, I, but I, that to me makes it even more crushing that he leaves. Right? Like he's, he's that guy. He's held th- those distinctions in Rocky's history. He was your hero when you're in high school and you're looking up to ball players and then he leaves because he wants to get more money elsewhere or he thinks he can get more attention elsewhere or whatever. Well, he was reason. traded because he turned down the contract extension. Right. Yeah. He tra- so he, you know what he was? He was, if Nolan Arenado doesn't take a contract extension this offseason, mm-hmm. he's going to get traded next year just like Matt Holiday did. Because he didn't sign a deal to stay here. So, and look, Nolan Arnato's been a great Rocky. Matt Holiday was a great Rocky, but the, the team made the right business decision at that point with him. We could be staring down the barrel of another one of those. But wasn't Holiday proved correct? The Rockies, other than making the playoffs in 09, went back into a Rockies-type drought, and meanwhile, Matt won a championship in St. Louis. Yeah, but did he have as much success? He did win a title in St. Louis. 
He won a championship. And he was a big part of those teams. He was a starter on All those I teams. All I remember is him dropping the ball out in the outfield in L.A. In L.A. Yeah. It, like bounced off of his thigh. No, but he was on the team that uh beat Texas famously, you know, with the huge comeback. Yeah, but David Freeze was the star of that. Like, Matt Holiday was on that team. I get it. But I don't remember. He wasn't. He To me, he's a guy who thought there would be greener pastures elsewhere. And I guess it's how you define greener pastures of whether or not he found them. But here he is. He's back. So... Maybe he can tell Nolan Arenado, hey, you got it pretty good here. If the money's equal, stay. Just stay. That would, if, if all he does is deliver that message, then it's a worthy signing. Yeah. And Holiday was all class yesterday in the clubhouse. He went out of his way, Manchester, to really have a long conversation with Garrett Hampson, which I thought was cool. That was the classy move, you know, cause it, it's easy for Matt to just come up and be, Former all-star Matt Holiday and not worry about whose spot he took, but he went out of his way to talk to Garrett Hampson, who, uh, was in street clothes, clearly was the move to be set down. And as someone in that locker room put it to me, Hampson will be back in a week and Matt didn't have to do that, but Matt went out of his way to do that. It just got the vibe that this veteran leader had arrived and they were embracing him. I mean, Kyle Freeland couldn't talk to the media because he was pitching. He was Kyle Freeland's childhood idol too. Kyle Freeland was a Freshman in high school when October was going on. Well, and it's a team that, and it's the word Vic and I used earlier in the week to describe kind of how they're feeling, and it was magical. You add yesterday on top of it, it just it gets even more that way. But when you're when you've got that kind of team, you're always a little nervous to tinker with the room, right? Because it just seems to have the right mojo. But that was an addition that seems like it's going to add even more to it. Certainly isn't going to derail what they had going. No, and Holiday was embracing everyone, and I mean. There are people in that room who he legitimately hadn't seen in a decade, you know, former staffers, right. all, all these different people. And it was just, man, it's so good to be back. And obviously it would have been storybook for Holiday to hit the walk-off. He was removed from the game for Para, and Ian Desmond comes through, and they get to celebrate. Yeah, no, it, it just was the uh... – it was a pretty perfect day at Coors Field. It was. It was. All right, coming up next, we'll do our Power 5 question of the day. Don't forget our Broncos preview of tonight's game at 8 and 8.15. The more you know, coming up at 8.30, the Athletics' Nick Groke joins us at 9.30 to discuss the Rockies' huge win and huge series with the Cardinals that kicks off tonight. James Merrillat, Will Peterson, you got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 9.50. Mosier. Case Keenum and company, they need to get into a flow. I want to see Case Keenum throw a touchdown pass on Friday night. The mode. But he's a starting quarterback. He's your $36 million man. I want to see him put it in the end zone through the air. That's what I want. Because he's going to play a lot. I want to see some consistent drives out of that offense. Mark Mosier. Weekdays 1 to 3 on Altitude 950. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you deserve. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for American Financing, and we thank you for your service and want to see you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you once defended. When using your VA benefits, there is no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. That's greater than any other loan program can offer. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a program that fits your needs. Just call American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303 
800-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. Put all your money in, let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot, yeah. It's hot, really hot. But during the summer sales event of Medved Ford, the offers on new Fords are even hotter. Get no payments till fall on new Ford F-Series trucks or enjoy financing as low as 0% APR up to 72 months on new Ford Escapes, Edges, and Explorers for those who qualify. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Put all your money in. Let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot. Just go to MedvedFord.com and click on the specials button for details. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. Medved Ford is hot. Just minutes south of Lincoln on the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 ramp Castle Rock. Shop online at MedvedFord.com. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> One in seven American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. For the ninth year, the Blue Shoe Run is raising money for prostate cancer research. So come run, walk around Bronco Stadium on September 8th, and fight prostate cancer. Family and pet friendly and a free after party. Donations benefit cancer research through the TUCC Foundation and the American Cancer Society. Register or donate at theblueshoerun.com. Hey, Abs fans, it's Mark Mosier, voice of your Colorado Avalanche. For the price of a cup of coffee per day, you can get season tickets for your Colorado Avalanche with an icebreaker membership. Visit coloradoavalanche.com for more information, and go Abs! Ace Radon wants to help you and your family with every breath you take with our indoor air quality services. Indoor air pollution is the number one environmental risk to our health. Indoor air is three to five times more polluted than outdoor air. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. Studies show your indoor air quality is worse today than ever, but it's easy to test and affordable to fix. You need to test for radon. Fix it if you have it and filter the air you breathe. Give your immune system a break and protect it from the radiation from radon and indoor air pollutants that cause allergies, asthma, COPD, and other lung problems. Better air for better health. Race to AceRadon.com. Improve the likelihood of a longer and healthier life. Tell us you heard Jeff on the radio for fantastic discounts and flexible payment plans. Start breathing in clean indoor air. Race to AceRadon.com. Thanks, 811, for keeping me safe while I planted a new garden. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Stop and go traffic, southbound I-25, I-72 Spear. Traffic is brought to you by Zequel Pure Z's. If you're on I-70, the worst of that drive is eastbound, where you have stop and go traffic working your way between Federal and Brighton Boulevard. Westbound I-76 slowing from the Highway 85 Commerce City exit out to 270. How'd you sleep last night? Not great? Then try new Zequel Pure Z's, a drug-free melatonin gummy with a unique botanical blend that helps you fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. New Zequel Pure Z's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back, Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. It's Friday in Denver. People are feeling good. The weekend is nearly here, and there's a lot of sports to consume this evening. 
James Marilat, Will Peterson with you until 10. Don't forget Nick Groke joins us at 9.30, our big Broncos preview coming up in about 10 minutes. Manchester, before we get to the Power 5, 3850 says Holiday smoked that ball to left center yesterday. Should have had a home run in his first game back. Yeah, that would have been about the only thing to kind of be the cherry on top. Uh, him having the 0 for 3 uh, in the box score doesn't look very good. But, uh, yeah, if you were there, you you know that he you know, got a, a good bat on the ball. Yeah. So it wasn't as though he was up there flailing and struck out three times. Uh, he had one that should have been out of the ballpark. It was just a weird, windy day at Coors Field. Uh, Rook chimes in and says, first meaningful series the Rockies and Cardinals have ever had. I think so. Should be a fun weekend. Uh, they've had a couple over the years, but you're right. It's the first one in a while that, you know, I expect close to 150,000 people to go through the gates at 20th and Blake this weekend, James. Uh, you would expect it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a packed house. Uh, it's going to be half Cardinal fans. Just accept it. That's who they're going to be there rooting for. Um, but some, uh, some interesting pitching matchups as you start looking ahead to the weekend. So no, it's going to be great. Great atmosphere. It's what you want. And, and you know what? I think it, I think it's even better because the other team has their fans there. All the better to chirp at. Chirp at them when you're walking out of the building after a win. Chirp at them at the bar, uh, on Sunday when you, you've got your broom with you. That's the best response to it. 8423. Don't forget Rockies legend Greg Smith was also in that holiday trade, not just street and cargo. Good point. Thank you. Wonder what insurance Greg Smith is selling these days. Uh, Is that the same Greg Smith from CSU that used to chirp me all the time? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right. It's 752 here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Let's do our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. Well, it's just really exciting for everyone, especially Pat Bowl and his family, uh, and all of Broncos country, Phil. I mean, it's a great day. It's a... It's not the end of the process, but it is a significant step in the process. Uh, hopefully uh, uh, that night he'll, uh, the family will receive uh, the knock on the door, as they say, and he'll be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But today's a great day. Thanks to DenverBroncos.com for the sound there. Phil Milani and Joe Ellis talking about Pat Bolin being nominated for the Hall of Fame. Needs an 80% vote down in Atlanta on the eve of Super Bowl 53. Most expect him to get it. So we want to know, Manchester, what's the Hall of Fame you should be in? Like me personally? Hit us up, 30933. What Hall of Fame do you belong in? Entertain us, make us laugh. We will read our favorites on air. So just to clarify, if you're a listener and you're texting, it's what Hall of Fame you should be in, not what Hall of Fame Manchester should right. be in. Right, yeah. If you're Joe from Aurora, Joe, what are you really good at? What okay. do you, what do you, ex- what Hall of Fame should you be in? I was just making sure. I didn't want this to turn into just people taking pot shots no, at me. No, it's not about you. Minutes. It's, it's people are allowed to brag about themselves a little bit on this Friday morning. I think there's a few. Uh, I think one, I should be in the fantasy football, uh, commissioner's Hall of Fame. You uh, really messed that up, dude. Cause you like invented fantasy football. I did. It's their 31st season. Yeah. You could have made a lot of money. I was a commissioner. I was in, I was in like ninth grade when we started this and Who, we're, and we're still going. You could be Matthew Barry right now. I know. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know, have to be talking about all this nonsense. Yeah. Um, so I, I should be in the fantasy football hall of fame as a contributor, as a commissioner. I was ahead of the curve. Uh, I think I should be in the vegan hall of fame. I have done a lot for the cause. I've done a lot to just get the word out, get the message out. Um, I've taken away a lot of the stereotypes of what a vegan is. Mm-hmm. So I think I should be in the vegan Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Those are the two. So far, yeah. What Hall of Fame should Marty and Jesse be in? 
Well, according to you, Marty should be in the Softball Hall of Fame because he's got the best arm in the history of slow-pitch softball. I already am in the Softball Hall of Fame, actually. <laughs> Been inducted. He should be in the Long Name Hall of Fame. Um, Jesse should be in the Two Places at Once Hall of Fame. Yeah, Jesse's somehow, he's like the guy in Multiplicity. He's got a, he's got a copy of himself somewhere. He's got a clone. Uh, Jesse could be in the Hard Work Hall of Fame. That guy works nights and then he works mornings and then he works middle of the day. I don't know when he sleeps. Uh, I think I should be in the Denver Sports Fan Hall of Fame. <laughs> Is there a Ginger Hall of Fame? Could yeah, you be, be in, in that? that. Uh, the Mizzou Intramurals Hall of Fame. <laughs> that was funny. I was telling Marty yesterday, we were walking the concourse at 20th and Blake, and I was like, see that mixed drink stand over there? He goes, yeah. Go, you know how many thousands of dollars I've spent <laughs> at that? <laughs> when they get you 18 for a double, yeah, that adds up. Yeah, it does. You you really think it's thousands? Probably. Ooh. I mean, I, if you had five, you're at 100. Do you think you've had 50? Probably. <laughs> Over the course of time. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I've been, you know. You've been legal for seven years. <laughs> Had a pretty good ID for 12. <laughs> All right. What Hall of Fame should you be in? Hit us up 30933. Uh, 3103 says, finishing my girlfriend's fries Hall of Fame. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Allison Parker says, I will be in the procrastination Hall of Fame. Not bad. I think I should be in the quarterback evaluation Hall of Fame. I mean, I nailed the Trevor Simeon situation pretty good. Tony and Loveland says, I should be in the easily distracted Hall of Fame. Squirrel! <laughs> we uh, we tend to do a show every morning with a guy who's also in that Hall of Fame. Uh, Jeremy, this is a funny one. I should be in the judge people while I drive by them Hall of Fame. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that is such a good one. We all do that, right? I, I swear, I can be following someone, and by the way they drive, I can tell you who they voted for in the last presidential election. Not by any stickers, not by what they drive, by the way they drive. Hmm. Yep. Overly aggressive, cut in line guy. I know who he voted for. Yeah. 52 in the left lane. I know who she voted for. <laughs> Tell you. Uh, Nash says I should be in the Vegas Hall of Fame because of all my contributions with gambling. Yeah. I'm right there with you, buddy. You don't right want to think you. too hard about the number you're up or the number you're down in your life. I know. Don't think about it at all. Yeah. Here's, here's the only question you should ask about Vegas. Did you have fun? Yeah. Don't worry about the number. What would you have spent that money on? What? Another pair of shoes? Food for your kids? My kids are eating. <laughs> Kyle says I should be in your text line Hall of Fame. Okay. That actually would be pretty good. There's a lot of numbers. It's funny. When you read this text line long enough, you recognize these numbers. Is Kyle a, a worthy? I don't recognize this number. Sorry. Oh. Uh, yes, there is a ginger hall of fame. It's called hell. That's 7364 set. Wow. Oof, that's really harsh. Uh, Steven Denver says I should be in the beer league hockey hall of fame. Okay. I can see that. It's kind of like Marty in the softball hall of fame. Marty's in the slow pitch softball hall of fame. Let's make sure we got it, got it down. Uh, let's see here. Playing the most below average golf hall of fame. Marty, that's, that's kind of you. Yeah. Never gotten any better. The ex- I have the exact same game now that I had 30 years ago, and it's just awful. Why haven't you worked at it? When am I going to work at it? When is that getting squeezed into the schedule? I don't know. Between two jobs and three children. Like, when, when's, oh, let me take six hours and go play around. Uh, 3422 says, I should be in the college baseball mop-up duty hall of fame. <laughs> What, were you the Scott Oberg of your school? Marty, no, that's not fair, Scott. Marty could be in the Maximizing My PTO Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. That guy's gone a lot. The Moon Hall of Fame. 
By the way, I gotta leave early today. Yeah. <laughs> what moon do you have going on this weekend, Marty? I got the Dave Matthews moon going. Oh, on. wait a minute. That's this weekend? That is tonight, actually. Are you going, is it only tonight or are you going multiple times? It's tonight and tomorrow. I'll be there at both of them. So wait a minute. Where's he playing? Fiddler's Green. Okay. The Broncos and the Rockies both play tonight. You'll be watching Dave Matthews. Well, the, the concert starts at eight, so I'll squeeze most of the uh, Broncos game in. In like the parking lot? Like how are you pulling this off? Yeah, I got a I got a smartphone. One of the things about Fiddler's Green, like there's no place to really go beforehand. Like you park in the office lot from I don't know some business supply company. Like there's not like there's a cool sports bar to go next to, and then you walk over to the well, game. Or it's not Red Rocks where you can just tailgate. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, and maybe I don't do Fiddler's Green right, but isn't that always what it is? You're parking like in the, I don't know, famous Dave's corporate lot. I take this thing called Uber. It's pretty revolutionary. <laughs> and so then tomorrow, after already watching the show for the what will tonight be? Twenty third time. Twenty second. Oh no, twenty third. Yeah, and then Saturday is twenty fourth. Bad that I know your life better than you do, <laughs> Marty. Uh, after watching it for the twenty third time, you're gonna miss another another Rockies game to watch the exact same concert. It's not the exact same concert. The set lists are way different. You should come. I'll, I'll show you the ways of the Dave Matthews following. Do you, so you think tomorrow's set list is way different than tonight's? Correct. I'll bring both set lists in on Monday. We can compare and contrast. Is he going to sing both nights that song where he mumbles? Yeah, he will <laughs> sing that one. You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> and, and, and he should just play the one song over and over again because they all sound the exact same. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Put it on the loop. Alright, texts are coming in fast and furious. Hit us up 30933. What Hall of Fame do you belong in? Eddie wants to know if he's in the Texter Hall of Fame. Yes, Eddie, you are in the Texter Hall of Fame. You're a good Texter. Alright, coming up next, it's our big Broncos preview. We're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. What do you need to look for tonight in DC? James Merrillat, Will Peterson, quick reset, Vic Lombardi show, Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up tomorrow, the Rapids are back at Dick Sporting's Park to take on Real Salt Lake. Kickoffs at 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. Preseason 2018, Altitude 950 is on the case. This preseason update is brought to you by Honda Power Equipment. The Broncos will square off against the Washington professional football team tonight for game three of the preseason. Vance Joseph is excited to see what this team can do on the road. It's a great test for us. We've got three East Coast road games this year. but This is the first time going East with this team, so hopefully we can focus on, on uh, winning the football game. You know, When you travel in East, it's always a time change issue. It's a scheduling issue, so hopefully our team has the mindset to travel and focus and go play good football. So it's a great test for us, you know, having Baltimore, New York, and Cincinnati during the season out east. This Broncos 2018 preseason update is powered by Honda. Get your brand new Honda EU2200 portable generator at your local Honda Power Equipment dealer. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. We're not going to count snaps. You know, we're going to count progress again. Uh, we'll see. You know, last week we played about a quarter and a half. Hopefully we can play more. That's Vance Joseph talking about how much his starters will play tonight in D.C. I, I Sorry, not to get off on a bad foot here, but I can't stand that soundbite. We're not going to count snaps. We're going to count progress. What in the world does that mean? 
We're going to count progress. Dude, that guy's John Fox. He just speaks gibberish. We're going to count progress. I just don't know what that means. What is progress? Is it, hey, we, we want to see them move the ball. We want a couple scoring drives. We, what is it? What, what, what's progress for this team? I just don't know. So since Vance Joseph won't tell you what he's looking for tonight and how he's going to measure progress, let's go ahead and do it for everyone, HW. You and I are previewing the Broncos the next half hour here on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. All right. We're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. You brought something up that was really interesting to me, that if Case Keenum looks mediocre to eh, again tonight, as he certainly did against Minnesota Looked a little better against the Bears, but remember, his touchdown drive was aided by a huge penalty. And Chad Kelly comes out there with all the swag in the world and tears it up and once again has his third straight amazing preseason game. I think it's a little loony. You say the question may start to get asked, do we have a Russell Wilson-Matt Flynn situation on our hands? I just don't know why the question wouldn't be asked, right? I mean, just look at the numbers. And I get it. It's preseason. Fine. But Case Keenum is 9 of 17 for 83 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Quarterback rating is 66.5. Okay. He's done nothing. He missed multiple touchdowns against the Bears where he had receivers wide open. Emmanuel Sanders a couple of times wide open. It's an easy touchdown, and he airmailed it. He's airmailed out routes on third down in both games against the Vikings. He threw one over Cortland Sutton's head that a coach on the sideline was the nearest guy to the pass. Like, just... He has not played well. Meanwhile, Chad Kelly has done. Chad Kelly's 21 of 30, 267 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and a 116.9 quarterback rating. He's been the Broncos' best quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I get it. To start with, it was against third stringers. And last week, it was against the twos. But Russell Wilson, he came in here during his rookie year in a preseason game. And it was either preseason game three or preseason game four. And he led this spirited comeback, and he's running all over the field, and he gave his team a, a a spark, and he clearly outplayed Matt Flynn during that preseason. And we all knew that guy was going to be a star, and, but little did we know at the time he was going to go on to beat the Broncos in a Super Bowl just a couple years later. Right. Yeah. And, and look, some people, there's there's variances in what people think of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a top ten quarterback. He's a in the star. League. He's an absolute star in my he, opinion. He's a guy that if he's on your roster, you have a shot. He's right? the reason week one I'm scared of the outcome because that defense is a shell of itself, but they still have Russell Wilson. They still have the better quarterback. He's the he's a legitimate star in this league. And Matt Flynn signed a big contract, went to Seattle in 2012, and got outplayed in the preseason by a rookie. Which in essence, that's what Chad Kelly yeah, is. Yeah, he was. He I wouldn't count last year as a rookie year. And, and Pete Carroll had the Coyones to play the better player. Everybody can, could see it that watched the games, and he played the better player. So what I'm saying is if if Case Keenum struggles tonight and Chad Kelly's great again, why isn't that question being asked? Why? Because one guy's a veteran, one guy's 30, and one guy's in his second year and, and he's never played an NFL game. And he has the stigma of being Mr. Irrelevant. One guy's Mr. Irrelevant and one guy is uh, uh you got big money. Well, you know what? The last two years they didn't play the first rounder. They played the seventh rounder. What's the difference? Yeah. Uh, all right. So QBs, uh, we'll keep an eye on Case and Chad tonight. We'll see if Paxton gets any uh, playing time. My gut would be no, but you never know. Let's bounce over to the running backs. I would say, Manchester, that the, the biggest key to me tonight is what does Devontae Booker have? Because I've been more impressed with Philip Lindsay. I've been more impressed with Royce Freeman. 
and you throw in D'Angelo Henderson and David Williams, all of a sudden it's a crowded backfield. I think Devontae Booker is the favorite to be the starter simply because he's the veteran, if you will, entering his third season out of Utah. But in terms of what I've seen so far this preseason, Booker's got some proven to do tonight. Yeah, I I don't like the fact that he's you know the favorite to be the starter because the incumbent he's the incumbent. It's a similar to the quarterback situation. He needs to show me something. Royce Freeman has shown me something, right? He had the touchdown run against the Vikings. That was look, that was a great read option. Paxton ran it perfectly. He had a nice run. He didn't have to. Uh, he all he had to do was beat people to the corner and not fall down. Pretty easy touchdown run. The one he had against the Bears, where he had to kind of you know pick his way through the line and find the hole. That just was a guy that knows how to play the position. Um, I, I think at this point, if you're basing it off of what you've seen from uh, the two running backs during the first two games, Royce Freeman is your starter. Devontae Booker's done nothing. Devontae Booker, six attempts, 24 yards, an average of four yards per carry with a long of six. The same thing we've seen his first two seasons in the league. Just no juice at all. Versus 10 carries, 58 yards, an average of 5.8 with a long of 23 and two touchdowns. Who's played better? Royce Freeman Freeman has played clearly, clearly better. Now he's had slightly more opportunities, but Devontae Booker's been on out there with the first team to start both games and he's done nothing. He's done nothing. Uh, moving over to wide receiver. I I think we obviously know the top four guys, Demarius, Emmanuel, Cortland and Deshaun. After that, you know what's funny, Manchester? I got to give you credit. A few weeks ago, you threw a name at me that I, I really hadn't paid a lot of attention to. And all of a sudden, this guy looks like he's their fifth receiver, Tim Patrick. Yes. Be watching him closely tonight because between River Craycraft, Tim Patrick, and Isaiah McKenzie, you can't keep all three. I'm not even sure if you can keep two of the three. No, and he was the guy that, look, Cortland Sutton made all the highlights or most of the highlight catches down at training camp. But if you, if you were looking for who made the, who was number two on that list, it was Tim Patrick. He was making just as many or nearly just as many circus catches, um, down the field and making big plays. And Tim Patrick, so far during the preseason, four catches, 52 yards, the longest, second longest catch of the preseason for the team at 27 yards. I do have to apologize. Cortland Sutton has two catches, 19 yards. I forgot that one for three, that one catch he had for three yards. That was a real highlight. Um, I think Tim Patrick has a chance of making this team. I really do. I think he's, if, if, if what happens in preseason and what happens in training camp matters at all, then he should make the team. He's earned he's earned a roster spot through two games. But that's why wide receiver is such an intriguing position to watch tonight, James. There are legitimate roster spots on the line in Washington. Well, tonight. there are, and it, it's also the battle of punt returner that impacts this position, right? Like if Isaiah McKenzie makes the team as your punt returner, that may mean Tim Patrick doesn't make the team. Philip Lindsay makes the team as your punt returner and your kick returner. That may mean Tim Patrick gets to make the team because it's a running back filling that role instead of a wide receiver filling that role. Interesting how the numbers could play out. Um, but if you see Tim Patrick out there at all in the first half, or if you see him out there, you know, early in the second half with Chad Kelly, read between the lines. He's a guy that has a really good shot at making this team. All right. We'll bounce over to the tight ends where Jake Butt and Jeff Hireman still in a competition. Frankly, Jeff Hireman's been the better player in preseason. Jeff Hireman was one of the Broncos' best players against the Bears. It was one of the questions heading into training camp that I, w- I was scratching my head over. And I told you and Vic this uh, multiple times. The Broncos didn't get a lot of production last year out of their tight end. They didn't. But the biggest play of the season was that Thursday night game up in Indianapolis, and it was Jeff Hireman's 60-some-yard touchdown. It was a big play. He had at least shown that he'd done he could do something in the NFL. He'd done something at this level. And all the hype going into training camp was about Jake Butt. 
Jake Butt, Jake Butt, Jake Butt. He'd never done anything. He'd never even been on a, the practice field as a Bronco. And everybody was just anointing him the starter. Well, here we are through two preseason games. How many catches does Jake Butt have? I can't remember one. Goose egg. Yeah. None. He has not made a play through two preseason games. Jeff Hireman is the more seasoned tight end. And so far during training camp and during preseason, he's been the more productive tight end. Now, the risk with him is he can't stay healthy. He's missed a lot of practices because he's been banged up. But Jake Butt's coming off a pretty significant injury, too. So if Jake Butt wants to be the starter early in the year or on on day one on opening day, he has to do something tonight. He can't be the invisible man again because he's been the invisible man through the first two preseason games. We'll wrap it with the O-line here. The biggest story is, is Ronald Leary playing? Last we heard, he's a game-time decision. Would be really nice to see the starting O-line out there in the dress rehearsal. I mean, tonight is the dress rehearsal for week one against Seattle. I want to see Bowles, Leary, Paradis, McGovern, Valdir. I want to see those five play together for a chunk of time. As do I. And I want to see two things from them. One, can they protect Case Keenum? Because I think to fairly fairly evaluate Case Keenum, he has to be not running for his life. And quarterbacks that have played on this team since their Super Bowl year, I mean, Peyton Manning, when he was throwing all those interceptions, go back and put the stopwatch on it, how quickly he was trying to get rid of the ball. A lot of those interceptions, because he was having to guess where to throw it, because he didn't have any time to throw it. Sure. So they, they haven't been able to protect the quarterback now for this will be the fourth consecutive season. Let's see if they can do that. The other thing, though, how many times have we seen in the last three years this team on third and one get stuffed? That's because they can't block up front. Mm-hmm. Well, it's two things. One, they can't block up front. And two, there's very little threat or very little risk that if we put eight guys in the box, nine guys in the box, the quarterback is going to make his pay with a, with a throw. Right. So if they get into some short yarded situations, can they move the chains? Those are the two things I'd like to see out of the offensive line tonight. Man, just going through that, James, it made me realize there are so many questions on the offensive side of the ball. Other than the two starting receivers, everything's a question. There's a lot of questions. They got nine questions. You know what's crazy? There's a lot of questions on defense. We'll do that next. Vic Lombardi Show, James Merrill at Will Peterson, Altitude 950. Home of the Rapids, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and Denver's best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950. That's what they came to see. You're on your way to the store, then boom, you're T-boned at 45 miles per hour. Instead of shopping, you're on your way to the ER. Then comes the doctor visits, prescriptions, therapy, diagnostics, ongoing treatment, and the limitations. You have range of motion problems. Then the ultimate insult. The insurance company makes you feel like the crash was your fault. You need a legal game plan. You want a legal game plan. At Bell & Pollock, we've used over 25 years of experience to develop a legal game plan just for you. Our game plan has injury rules, rules of treatment, rules of claims, insurance company rules, litigation rules, rules they use to beat you. Now you can have them and know them and use them to protect you and your family. Our Bell & Pollock legal game plan gives you the rules the insurance company doesn't want you to have or know or use. But guess what? We do. At Bell & Pollock, success is no accident. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Get your free initial consult and your free legal game plan will help you. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. Put all your money in. Let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. It's hot. Really hot. 
But during the summer clearance event at Medved Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the offers on new vehicles are even hotter. Get financing as low as 0% APR up to 72 months on select Ram trucks for those who qualify. Monthly finance charge equals $1,389 per thousand financed. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Put all your money in. Let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot. Go to Medved Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com and click on the specials button. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. Medved is hot. Just minutes south of Lincoln on the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 ramp Castle Rock. Online at Medved Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> Hey, Avs fans, it's Mark Mosier, voice of your Colorado Avalanche. The kid has got to break away and shoots and scores! For the price of a cup of coffee per day, you can get season tickets for your Colorado Avalanche with an icebreaker membership. Visit coloradoavalanche.com for more information and go Avs! And the building is on fire at Pepsi Center! Hey, it's Mark Mosher for Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, and right now, they're overstocked and need to clear out the lots. Buy a vehicle from them this weekend, and they will pay off your trade. Get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand-new 2018 Titan, just like I did. I-25 to 104th, online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you. Stock number DN1691, last date of NJN51699, MSRP 46850 sale price 36850 Dealer retains all rebates, OAC plus tax title license, and includes 599 dealer handling fee offer. Are you in for 90? Enjoy a craft beer and a game courtesy of Odell Brewing Company and the Colorado Rapids. Oh, what a goal! What an absolute peach for Edgar Castillo! The Rapids take on Rail Salt Lake in the final leg of the Rocky Mountain Cup on August 25th at 7pm at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Starting at just $29, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from AIS Industrial and Construction Supply in Denver and enjoy for home or play. Visit AISIND.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. I-25 southbound, stop and go between I-70 and 38th Avenue, Park Avenue West. Traffic is brought to you by Zequel Pure Z's. There's an accident clearing on southbound 225 near Yosemite. It's backed up traffic to Iliff. How'd you sleep last night? Not great? Then try new Zequel Pure Z's, a drug-free melatonin gummy with a unique botanical blend that helps you fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. New Zequel Pure Z's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Well, he's he's a guy that doesn't turn the ball over. You know, he's, he's very efficient. He doesn't waste plays. So if it's a play to be made, he's going to make it. So we have to be really, really, really sharp with Alex because he's a, he's a, he's a guy with a huge football IQ also. He's going to put him in good plays. So we have to really sound playing against a guy like that. Ah, we've seen him a lot over the last few years. Alex Smith. The quarterback tonight for Washington, he, of course, ended up there this offseason as quarterback musical chairs happen in the NFL. Welcome back, Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. James Merrillat, Will Peterson with you until 10. All right, Manchester, we just did our offensive side of the ball. 
Let's dive into the Broncos' defense. I want to start in the secondary where, to me, everyone says, who's the player you can't afford to lose the most? And the, the common answer is either Von Miller or Case Keenum. I'm going to go a different take on this. It's Chris Harris, dude. Yeah. If you lose Chris Harris, you are in so much trouble. Their secondary depth is an issue. Their secondary depth is very much an issue. Uh, uh, you know, Yadom is a guy that everybody was raving about as a rookie. Uh, he has had his struggles in both of the preseason games so far. Uh, Tremaine Brock has not been great. He's a veteran guy they brought in and he's been just so-so. Um, and that's at the corner position. Brendan Langley, we saw last year just get torched in Oakland when he had to come in after Akib Talib got ejected for the fight with uh, Michael Crabtree. So those are your three guys that are backing up Chris Harris and Bradley Roby. One of them is going to have to be the third cornerback, which is essentially a starter in the NFL in 2018. Uh, and then the rest of them have to provide depth. Do you trust any of those guys? No. And you have to wonder if John Elway is going to be searching the waiver wire and maybe playing a little you know, musical chairs with his secondary because if a veteran corner gets released, first of all, I want to know why he got released from his current team. But second of all, I, I think the question should be asked, is that guy better than Tremaine Brock? He but might be. If you're searching the waiver wire at this point, you're in trouble. It's like the guy who's scrounging through the dumpster for dinner. Things aren't going well for him in life. Like that That's just not a good sign if you're searching the waiver wire for a veteran corner at this point. Because other teams just have such a gluttony at that position that they're going to let him go. That's not the case, but it's just another thing. That, I mean, John Elway decided he didn't want to keep Tlaib here. They have the salary cap space to to keep him, and they could have kept him by not renewing mental or not activating Menelik Watson's contract and not signing Tremaine Brock. He made decisions that he that he brought in guys instead of a keep Tlaib. That was a mistake, and it's looking more and more like a mistake. But corner is not the only position in the secondary that they have a lack of depth. Well, real quick, let me get a thought in on that. We all know why he made that decision. They they clearly didn't get along. Look at the public feud that's going on in the media now. Oh, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, it's a they didn't see eye to eye thing. So yeah. he, he ran a talented player out of town. Uh, Wade Phillips had no problem getting along with Aqib Tlaib and had no problem embracing him in L.A. Well, and Aqib Tlaib may win a Super Bowl this year in L.A. They're, so, they're the fourth biggest favorite right now to win the win the Super Bowl. But at safety, yeah, Darian Stewart and Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons had a really nice play the other night against the Bears. The interception he had was yeah. a great break on the ball. He's a guy that looks like he's, you know, growing into that position and is going to be a legitimate, uh, a legitimate free safety in this league for a long time. But who's backing those two up? It's Sue Cravens. We haven't seen anything out of him. And Vance Joseph's on the record saying, Sue's got to do something to make this team. Well, he's got to at least show he can get on the field. Right. And then Will Parks banged up. And then it's a bunch of guys that you wouldn't know who they were. It's a bunch of no-names. I mean, so they have a total lack of depth in the secondary to the point that it's alarming. And we're going to see a lot of those guys play tonight. Well, let's see what they can do. All right, let's move to the linebackers. Specifically, we'll start in the middle. Um, Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis, to me, are a duo with a lot to prove. They're your starters. Uh, Marshall, of course, was really good the year the Broncos won Super Bowl 50. Hasn't been the same guy since he's gotten paid. Uh, I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Brandon Marshall, Manchester, and I, I think there's a real sort of, um, Kind of thought this could be his last year in Denver unless he steps up. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, Josie Jewell's the guy behind uh, Brandon Marshall on the depth chart. I suppose he could play either inside linebacker position. They gave Todd Davis a decent chunk of change in the offseason. I think he's going to make this roster. 
Uh, I think Brandon Marshall's gonna make it too, but Brandon Marshall, and it's not hot taking the whole anthem issue as you like to say. It's, he didn't play well last year. Yeah, I, I hate when you criticize Brandon Marshall. People think it's because of his, you know what? Brandon Marshall's actually done some really nice things off the field and he's embraced this community and Joe Ellis is even on the record saying we like Brandon because he has really gone out in the community and really, you know, worked with law enforcement and gotten stuff done. But as a football player, he's not the same football player he was a couple years ago. He's not. And their two biggest issues that they had last season were stopping the run and covering tight ends slash running backs out of the backfield. That was a middle linebacker problem. That's what it was. And Brandon Marshall was constantly chasing uh, tight ends and running backs down the field after they caught the ball because he didn't cover them. Now, I don't know that Josie Jewell's the answer to that problem. Um, certainly probably not this year. But, yeah, middle linebacker is a uh, is a concern. You go to the outside, and everybody just assumes they're fine on the outside. I mean, it's Vaughn Miller, it's Shane Ray, it's Shaq Barrett, and then it's Bradley Chubb. And I know Bradley Chubb got to safety the other day, and he had a nice play at the goal line in the in the preseason opener against the Vikings. I have not been dazzled by Bradley Chubb. Maybe I'm the only guy, but you, me, and or Vic could have made that play on Mitch Trubisky in the end zone the other night. He didn't get blocked, and the ball got fumbled. Trubisky was falling down. Like If you don't block someone and the quarterback's falling down right in front of him, he should get the sack. Like That, that play didn't excite me in the way it did other people. Well, and, and the thing with we've seen first-round pass rushers, come out a lot in this town. Von Miller morphed into a superstar. Shane Ray had an amazing career at Missouri, and for whatever reason, it just hasn't translated to the NFL at this point. So Bradley Chubb was amazing at North Carolina State, but that leap from ACC football to AFC West football is a big one. So, yeah, I agree. There's some questions with Chubb, and it would be nice to see him make another play tonight, but I'm not down on the guy, certainly. I, I'm, hey, I'm giving him a fair shake here. Fine, but he was the fifth overall pick in the draft, and has he done anything that – makes you just go, wow, where he just dazzled you. Because I talked about it down at training camp saying, man, for the number five overall pick, we haven't heard boo about this guy. Mm -hmm. And what was the narrative? Well, it's hard to really see what somebody's going to do at a pass rushing position in these drills. It's not where you shine. Now, my question was, wait a minute. Von Miller has to go half speed or he would, quote, destroy the drills. Wreck practice. Wreck practice. But Bradley Chubb can't shine because of the way the drills are structured. So, first of all, those two things are they confl- they contradict each other. So I don't know why we can't put that together. But okay, fine. Then it had to be what, it, what we're going to see in the game. Again, he had a sack and they they got a safety off of it. But anybody could have made that play. That wasn't something that Bradley Chubb did that was so extraordinary. Yeah. I want to see something from him where I go, wow, that was that was a. That was a big-time play. I want to see it. A few more areas on this defense to get to here. Uh, I actually think kind of interior up front is where they're they're fairly set. I, I'm a big fan of Domita Pecco. I like Derek Wolf. Adam Gottis, uh was in camp with kind of this cloud, this question. His name has been cleared. I don't really worry too much about Wolf, Pecco, and Gotsis as long as there's not an injury. I'm with you. I like Shelby Harris behind Pecco. Yeah. I think he's the guy that can make plays. It's certainly part of the rotation. A guy I'm interested to see uh, more from tonight, and it, there's been stories this week in the media about him, and he was talking about how he wants to dominate. Demarcus Walker. Second-round pick out of Florida State in the 2017 draft class, which has been uh, obviously a, a hot talking point. And, I, and I, like the, I like the optimism on his part, and I like the lofty goals, but how about we just start with getting on the field, dude? How about we just start with... Hey, you're actually a, a part of the rotation and you're a contributor on this team before we start talking about dominating. 
Because he's a guy, he was a second round pick, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. Very underwhelming rookie year. Part of that's on the Broncos because they couldn't figure out where they wanted to play him. And he was this yo-yo of weight of we're going to play you on the inside, we're going to play you on the outside. What do you want to do with the guy? Okay, if we're starting to see stories that are getting planted in the media of he's going to dominate, then do something tonight. Shine. Let me see it. All right, there's your uh, Broncos defensive preview. Uh Let's go quickly, Manchester, into some predictions for tonight. We did it. A couple weeks ago when Vic was out, you and I talked about a sort of big name to watch. Give me a guy who makes the team tonight and give me a guy who doesn't make the team tonight because we are going to come in here on Monday morning saying that guy played himself onto the team and that guy should be hoping to make the practice squad or that he gets picked up by someone else because he wasn't good enough. Well, he already, he had one big play in the first game, big punt return for a touchdown. Uh, uh, playing on offense last week, he had, and he got a free pass because it just became, let's m- make fun of Paxton, even though Paxton was moving the ball and going to lead the Broncos to their game winning field goal at the end of the game before Isaiah McKenzie fumbled the ball. I have a feeling Isaiah McKenzie's going to play himself out of a roster spot tonight. Just a bad feeling. Yeah. And, and partially that might be because I think Philip Lindsay's going to do something tonight that warrants, hey, he's got that job. Um, cause here's, here's the thing. If Philip Lindsay can show that he's, Almost as explosive on special teams as Isaiah McKenzie. Which guy contributes more on first, second, and third down? Philip Lindsay is a guy that can do that. Isaiah McKenzie can't. Mm-hmm. He has proven in his year plus here that he can't do that. So I think it's Isaiah McKenzie that plays himself out of a job, plays himself into a job. I'll give you a name. Boy. I'll give you a name. Matt Lacoste. That's a good one. Because Matt That's Lacoste is is... Kind of yep. a guy who, going into camp, we thought was just a tight end camp body. There are so many questions at the tight end position that if Matt Lacoste makes another play tonight similar to the one he made against the Vikings, I think Matt Lacoste could find himself uh as a legitimate option for the Broncos as tight end depth. Jake Butt has done nothing. Austin Trailer has done nothing. Matt La- La- Lacoste, currently fourth on the depth chart. He and Jeff Hireman have been the two best tight ends in the first two preseason games. You're right. I hate to go with a repeat, but just because very few people are talking about him, I'm going to continue to bang this drum. Tim Patrick is going to make another play tonight. He's going to solidify his spot as the fifth receiver on this team. Got to be butterflies out in D.C. for a lot of the members of the Broncos. I mean, there's we just went through it the last half hour. There are so many questions. Is it fair to say there's 15 roster spots up for grabs? 10? 10 to 15 up for grabs? 10 at least. Yeah. 10 at least, which is a big number, which I think tells you a lot about this team. Yeah. Uh, Von Miller's not really waking up this morning with a pit in his stomach. No. River Craycraft, he knows this could be it. It's a big deal for guys like him tonight. For sure. There's a lot of guys on that bubble, uh, which will make tonight all that much more interesting to watch. No doubt. All right, you got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. That's our Broncos preview the last half half hour. Hope you enjoyed it. Up next, Manchester's The More You Know on Washington, D.C., site of tonight's Broncos game. Keep it locked in, Altitude 950. Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. The coolest party of the year is set. Cool Concert 2018 will hit the Pepsi Center on September 22nd with Rick Springfield. Lover Boy, The Gin Blossoms, and Tommy Two-Tone. It's going to be big fun. Cool Concert 2018. Rick Springfield, Lover Boy, Gin Blossoms, and Tommy Two-Tone. Tickets at PepsiCenter.com. Hey, car lovers. Jack Farland from Farland Classic Restoration here. 
Have you heard of a Pro Tour car? A Pro Tour car is the melding of a classic like a 69 Camaro with a totally clean-burning modern engine with new suspension and electronics. The result is an eco-friendly, fast, fun, and reliable car. Let us help you build your dream car. Find out more at FarlandCars.com. That's FarlandCars.com. As America's economy has evolved, so have apprenticeships. Today, they are meeting the needs of our economy in industries such as IT, healthcare, and financial services. In fact, these modern industries are employing adult, youth, and veteran apprentices, gaining a competitive advantage and developing the next evolution of America's workforce. To learn more, visit ApprenticeshipEvolution.com. Sponsored by the State of Colorado and aired in cooperation with the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. When powerful storms in late June damaged over a 1,000 vehicles at Johnson Auto Plaza, insurance adjusters ordered every vehicle sold, regardless of profit. It was game on. Hi, this is Alan Roach from My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza with a hail liquidation update. Since the incredible storms hit, hundreds of hail-damaged vehicles have been sold at Johnson, saving buyers thousands on top of summer clearance event incentives. The response has been overwhelming. Hectic, that's for sure. But there's plenty more deeply discounted cars and trucks to sell. Some vehicles have already been repaired and still being offered with thousands of dollars off. Clearly marked with a yellow dot on the windshield. These are side-by-side with many vehicles that have not been repaired, with even bigger discounts. The Johnson family's committed to doing what it takes to sell every new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler on their lot, regardless of profit. Don't miss this special buying opportunity at Johnson's. You'll be amazed at the savings. Just north of e 4 70 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Getting out of debt can seem impossible, but it doesn't have to be that way. Mark Mosier here with Gabby Maldonado from American Financing. Now, Gabby, explain to me how a low-rate mortgage can help you get out of debt faster. By having high balances on credit cards or student loans, you're getting hit with double-digit interest fees that can deplete your savings. Manage debt smarter by consolidating it into a lower-rate home loan. You can save up to $1,000 a month, and you'll pay less in overall interest. You may even be able to improve your credit score. You know, that makes so much sense. A mortgage rate that's 5% or less versus a credit card that's as high as 24%. Why wouldn't you move that debt into your home loan? Guys, it's time for you to stop wasting money on interest fees and start saving up to $1,000 a month. Call now and you can close in as fast as 10 days. 303-695-7000. and tell them Mark Mosier sent you. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the Number one dot com. Jokic for three. Mile High Basketball tips off in Denver when your Nuggets host the Phoenix Suns on October 20th. Single game tickets for the 2018-19 Denver Nuggets season are on sale now. Get your tickets to the biggest games of the season at Nuggets.com, the Pepsi Center box office, or by calling 303-287-DUNK. 
Altitude 950 traffic update. Presented by East Radon. An accident clearing southbound 225 near Yosemite is backed up traffic to Parker Road. This traffic report is brought to you by Zequel Pure Z's. Expect delay southbound I-25, slow traffic I-70 to Spear and on I-70. Stop and go between Pecos to Brighton if you're traveling eastbound. How'd you sleep last night? Not great? Then try new Zequel Pure Z's, a drug-free melatonin gummy with a unique botanical blend that helps you fall asleep naturally with no next day grogginess. New sequel, Pure Z's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Jokic looks in. Cross court pass over to Gary Harris for the game winner. Yeah! <laughs> G Money knocked it down at the horn. And the Nuggets finally, finally win a game on the last shot. Light up those phone lines, 303-753-0950. Altitude 950 wants to give you and a guest the chance to experience the best moments of the upcoming Nuggets season. Be the third caller right now, 303-753-0950. You're in the running to win a pair of quarter-season plan tickets, 11 of the most exciting games, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Celtics, and more. It's the 11 Nights of Nuggets, compliments of Altitude 950. So, Manchester, we actually are in the process. Marty's talking to our final qualifier right now. Okay. He has all our qualifiers lined up. Okay. As we told you, we just number all our qualifiers. We do the random number generator, and someone wins. So if you've been listening and you've qualified on the Vic Lombardi Show, that winner will be picked at some point in the next hour, and we will call that winner at 9.45 on this show. All right, so how many total qualifiers do we have? This is our ninth, eighth? How many are we getting here? Uh, this will be qualifier number nine for okay. us. So, so you, you got a one in nine chance. If you just called in and just were the third caller, you have an 11% chance of winning again in an hour and winning the grand prize. Which is awesome because they're going to get a pick between the two quarter season plan options. They'll work with our promo team to select, do you want the premium plan or the weekend plan? Uh, you know, the, the premium plan includes the Lakers. The weekend plan includes the Rockets. Some tough decisions to be made. Great games on, uh, in both packages. Uh, I, the premium plan probably has, probably has the better lineup of teams, but that weekend plan, you just, so you're going on Saturday, Friday nights and Saturday nights. I mean, that's pretty handy. You can get bombed. And it's not exactly. <laughs> that's what you were trying to say in so Thank many Thank you terms. for translating yeah. for me. Uh, I don't have to get up at the crack of dawn afterward yeah. and, uh, I can Uber to and from the game. Yeah. Uh, and it's not as though the teams on that side of the ledger are, uh, are, you know, a, a bunch of nobodies. It's a bunch of good games too. So either option you'll be happy with. Uh, the Vic Lombardi show will pick a winner here in the next hour. Other piece of good news, Hastings and Brownman will pick their winner today. Mark Moser will pick his winner. Crackman and Harris will pick theirs. We are literally on Altitude 950 giving four different Nuggets fans season tickets. And quarter plans. Quarter plans. And in each of those shows the rest of the day, there's still one more chance to qualify. So if you haven't qualified yet, yeah. it's not over. you still got a chance to uh, qualify on each of those shows. Very cool. Excited to talk to our winner here in about an hour. If you have qualified, I don't care if you're at work. Stick close to your phone because if you win, you're going to want to pick it up. Talk to us. All right, let's do it. Manchester's the more you know. Manchester knows how to use Wikipedia and beyond. It's time for The More You Know. All right, HW, these are things I did not know about our nation's capital. That's where the Broncos are tonight. They will be playing uh, the Redskins. Did you know that on July 9th, 1790, 
Congress passed the Residence Act, which approved the creation of a national capital on the Potomac River. The exact location was to be selected by President George Washington, who signed the bill into law on July 16th. It was going to be formed from land donated by the states of Maryland and Virginia. The initial shape of the federal district was a square measuring 10 miles on each side, totaling 100 square miles. It's 10 by 10 by 10. Now it's kind of a, it looks more like a diamond because the square is tilted. Right. What would that be? Like 45 degrees? But it was an exact square, 100 square miles square. Two pre-existing settlements were included in the territory. The port of Georgetown, Maryland, which you always hear about the Georgetown neighborhood in DC, was mm-hmm. actually Georgetown, Maryland, um, and the city of Alexandria, Virginia. Um, during 1791 to 92, a bunch of guys went out and they surveyed the borders and they placed boundary stones at every mile point along each side. Those are still there today. So if you go, you can look for these, these boundary points that they put down there in 1791 to 92 as they were marking the 10 by 10 by 10 by 10 square that would become our nation's capital. How did they get anything done back then without like email or text? Like how did people approve this? <laughs> Uh, on August 24th, 25th, 1814, in a raid known as the Burning of Washington, British forces invaded the capital during the War of 1812. Do you know, did, I didn't know that the War of 1812 was with Britain. I had no idea. Wait, like, we fought them again? I thought I, we beat them already. That was, that was the, exactly the same thing I thought. Like, yeah. 35, 40 years later, we had to do this again? We mm. just beat these guys. Yeah. Anyhow, the Capitol, Treasury, and White House were burned and gutted during the attack. So in 1814, all those buildings were burned to the ground. Um, most government buildings were repaired quickly. However, the Capitol was largely, largely under construction at the time and not, was not completed in its current form until 1868. It was burned in 1814. It wasn't completed for 54 years. If that's not the definition of a government project... I don't know what it's. It's quite the project, and it's also a different era, dude. They didn't have the, the technology that we have now. 54 years. Were they so rolling the cranes you're right. out? You're right. And if you look at the Capitol and how huge that is, and the fact that they built the dome and the, all that kind of stuff, and they did that in the 1800s, that's pretty remarkable. Now, if you look at a map today, Washington, D.C. is not a square. It's only the portion that was above the Potomac, north of the Potomac, that was donated by Maryland because in 1846... Congress ceded back to Virginia, the part south of the Potomac, because the people in Virginia were afraid that, and this is just the reality of the situation, that D.C. was going to become anti-slavery. This was before the Civil War, and so they said, fine, you can have your portion back. So now Washington, D.C. is only made up of the portion donated by the state of Maryland. When did the Redskins start playing? Uh, all right, so the city had poor housing conditions and strained public works. Uh, so it was the first city in America to have a uh, a beautification movement. You know, you see this in a lot of places where they're going to put parks in and all that kind of stuff. So that happened in the early 1900s, and then increased federal spending as a result of the New Deal in the 1930s. Got us a lot of the government buildings, memorials, and museums that you see today. World War II further increased government activity, adding to the number of federal employees in the Capitol. In, the ni- in 1950, the district reached its peak of 802,000 residents. So a lot of the city you see today mm-hmm. was due to the beautification in the early 1900s, the first city to undergo that, due to the New Deal of like, hey, we're going to build a bunch of projects, put a bunch of people to work, and then in World War II. All right, Washington, D.C. is a planned city. Uh, President Washington commissioned Pierre-Charles Le a French-born architect and city planner, to design the new capital 
uh, rectangles, uh, open space. They wanted the, the mall, the Grand Avenue that became the National Mall. So it was a French guy who patterned the city after Paris, Amsterdam, and Milan that drew out the grid for Washington, D.C. Good job on the pronunciation there. Even Marty I, looked back like, totally wow, just, that was, that totally was impressive. Yeah. All right, here's one I found interesting. By law, Washington's skyline is low and sprawling. Now, there's rumors that that is because they can't build anything that is taller than the um, Washington Monument and or, and or the Capitol. The Capitol is uh, 555 feet. That is not true. That's just a rumor. The real reason why the skyline is low and sprawling is because the law says no building can be taller than the width of the adjacent street plus 20 feet. Right? So look out this window here. We look at Colorado Boulevard. Yeah. That street width plus 20 feet is as tall as this building could would be if we were in Washington, D.C. That's quirky. Therefore, you don't have a lot of tall buildings in Washington, D.C. Now, there's a lot of critics of this is because that's why housing is so expensive because they can't build tall uh, tall apartment buildings. And that's why there's so much urban sprawl. That's why there's a lot of critics of this. All right. Uh, the streets are set up in a grid pattern. East-West streets are letters. So you have C Street. North-South streets are numbers, 4th Street, and the diagonal avenues are named after states, like Pennsylvania Avenue. It's one of the diagonals. <laughs> you don't find this near as fascinating as I do. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good to know some history. The Smithsonian's in- Institution uh, was founded in 1846. Uh, it maintains most of the nation's official museums and galleries. How many people do you think visit... The Smithsonian, all of its different locations, you know, the Na- Air and National Museum and Air yeah. and Space Museum, all that kind of stuff. How many people you think visit per year? Uh, five million. Thirty million people visit the Smithsonian Museum. I need to get out more. All right, here we go. The Marine Barracks. Now, this one jumped out at me because the Marine Barracks is kind of famous from the movie A Few Good Men. Well, it's hopefully it's got some diamonds and rectangles. So involved. the Marine Barracks near Capitol Hill houses the United States Marine Band. Founded in 1798, it is the country's oldest professional musical organization. All right, now here's the sports one. We're singing the anthem tonight. It's my final tidbit, and it's sports related. Washington D.C. has a, a team in all four major professional leagues. So they've got the Nationals, the Redskins, the Capitals, and the Wizards. Correct. They're one of how many cities in the United States? Denver is another one. Yeah. That has a team in all four major sports. Uh, let's see here. You've got New York. You've got LA, Minneapolis, I believe. Five, six. There are 13 cities 13. in the United States that have all four. Uh, current DC teams have combined to win 11 league championships. The Redskins have the most. They have five. Now, even though this isn't one of the big four, they've also been very good. DC United has won four. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, then the Bullets have won one. And as we just saw, the Washington Capitals have won one. So there are your, the more you know, tidbits about Washington, D.C. that you might not have known. Broncos will be in D.C. tonight. Kind of weird they make them go all the way out east for a third preseason game. Well, Normally and, those are pretty regional. And normally they're against teams from the NFC West, but that's who they play this year in the regular season, so that's why that changed. So here are my most interesting facts. Some French dude designed the layout for Washington, D.C., it was originally a perfect 10 by 10 square. You can still see the rocks that were put every mile to mark out the border. Um, and then the the buildings can't be any higher than the uh, adjacent street plus 20 feet. Those te- are my highlights. A few texts here. Jeremy said, if there was ever a time to play Manchester yawning, it's now. 
one six one zero said that you both didn't know we fought Britain again is the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I had no idea. And you know what? We'll close on a nice one because I'm in a good mood. Morgan says, great more you know. Good thing Vic isn't there because he would just complain. He would. We learned a little something. I didn't know they seeded back the the Virginia portion. I had no idea. I blacked out. I didn't know that we fought Britain again either prior to doing yeah. this. So no, that, that may have been my best thing. It right? was good. We appreciate it. Up next, we'll talk to Marty O. Don't forget, Nick Groke from The Athletic, phenomenal baseball writer, covers the Rockies, coming up at 9.30. We'll dive back into that Rockies win yesterday, what it really means for this team moving forward, how monumental it was, how key that swing was by Ian Desmond. you got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. The NFL season is upon us. The rosters are taking shape. The schedule is set. Now, if we can only figure out the rules. I don't think the refs know what they're doing here. Nobody's going to know what is and is not a legal tackle. It's not working. Why are they doing this? Because it's player safety and they're they're covering their you-know-what. All designed to make the players safer. I don't care if the game is safe. And you know what? The guys who play, I don't think they care. Follow the debate on Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from Jack's Outdoor Gear in Lafayette and enjoy for home or play. Visit jacksmercantile.com. Do you think you have what it takes to be on air? Want to share your talent with the world? Well, Colorado Media School has an open casting call right now to be an on-air DJ for one of their internet radio stations. They have over 20 internet stations across this country and are looking for talent. If you think you have the talent to work on the radio, this is your shot. Call the Colorado Media School now and schedule an audition for their casting call. 303-937-7070. It's 303-937-7070. Colorado Media School is also looking for careers behind the scenes like producers, directors, board operators, and much more. Call the Colorado Media School now. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. 303-937-7070. I took advantage of the opportunity that the Colorado Media School presented. I had no experience. I just had the passion and wanted to work in the industry. We offer training in as little as eight months and financial aid is available to those who qualify. Call the Colorado Media School now. 303-937-7070 and tell them Josh Dover sent you. I know it sounds funny, but if you like to go big, then you need to think mini, like Shop Mini. Make the 2019 Mini Countryman Hybrid your new car. With more room to fit more friends, more style, and more British refinements, you will be completely fulfilled in the go big category. Because it's a hybrid, the Countryman will get you big miles for less, and you'll also get all the tax credits on top of the already great Shop Best price. So, if you want to go big, and trust me, you do, see what the Countryman Hybrid is all about. Out at shopmini.com. Imagine an arts festival where all the art is $100 or less. The 7th Annual Affordable Arts Festival is this Sunday from 9 to 3 on the Arapahoe Community College campus in Littleton. 160 artists from Colorado and the country will sell their art for $100 or less, including several pieces originally priced at $3,000 or more. Plenty of free parking, so come early for the best deals. Admission is $10. Proceeds go to the ACC Foundation for Student Scholarships. For more information, go to Affordable Arts Festival. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. 
Put all your money and let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot, yeah. It's hot, really hot. But at Medved Chevrolet Buick GMC, the offers are even hotter. Get hail sale discounts without the hail damage. Plus, no payments until fall or financing as low as 0% APR up to 72 months on select vehicles for those who qualify. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Put all your money in. Let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot. Just go to MedvedChevroletBuickGMC.com and click on the specials button. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. Medved is hot. Just minutes south of Lincoln on the I-25 corridor to part the 181 ramp Castle Rock. Online at MedvedChevroletBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Experience the new Buick. Oh, when you're hot, you're hot. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A nice wrap-up to the drive. Speeds are quickly improving. Traffic is brought to you by Zequel Pure Z's. There was an earlier crash southbound I-225 at Yosemite. That has been cleared. Just a bit of a slowdown now. I-25 southbound between I-70 down to 38th and between Santa Fe down to about Colorado Boulevard. How'd you sleep last night? Not great? Then try new Zequel Pure Z's, a drug-free melatonin gummy with a unique botanical blend that helps you fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. New Zequel Pure Z's. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Fly ball, it's towards right center field. Margot going back towards the track at the wall, and that ball is gone. Into the bullpen, solo shot for David Dahl. His seventh of the year gives the Rockies a 1-0 lead. Padres Network on the call there. David Dahl hits a big home run yesterday. Rockies win 4-3. to three. Manchester, we've talked a ton of Broncos this morning, but let's pivot back to the Rockies quickly before we bring in Marty O. Uh, that swing by Ian Desmond, you can't overstate the importance of that swing and how we're all feeling today about the Rockies. They win the series. They win 2-3. or three. Yeah, they have the, the tough loss, but we say just win the next two. You know what? It wasn't pretty necessarily but they got it done. Kudos to Jake McGee and Chris Rustin for giving them a chance after Brian Shaw had a tough inning, wasn't helped by an error by Trevor Story. And Ian Desmond, the hero yesterday, there's all kinds of heroes emerging on this team. Ryan McMahon was a hero. Ian Desmond now the hero. It's cool to see that it doesn't always have to be Nolan. How many times in the last month have we seen the water bucket poured on the post-game interviewee and the post-game interviewer. Yeah, they've had like, including the road, they've had like nine or ten just epic wins. I mean, just magical does start to apply again, that term does. Uh, big swing of the bat by Ian Desmond. Felt good for him because, as I said in my hot take, it was my favorite thing about sports. I love the redemption. I love a guy that people count out, that point the finger at him, they put the blame on him, they say it's his fault, that's why everything that's going wrong is going wrong, it's because that person's not doing their job, and then he comes back and just makes them eat their words. I just think that's the best thing in sports. It Rock, really is. Rocky's Clubhouse was in a good mood yesterday. I, I hauled down there, left the show a little early. Uh This is a team right now, Manchester, they're loose. They're loose. Ian Desmond yesterday walked in with his boombox and he's just got his boombox and he's jamming and holidays back and, uh, it's a team in a really good place. And I imagine the clubhouse when it opens this afternoon will be in a similar state. Guys in good moods. And frankly, they just need to play loose against the Cardinals. Cause on the road, dude, they play loose at home. There's been a weird tightness they've played with. I just want to see the team 
that we saw down in Atlanta and to some extent that first game in Houston tonight at 20th and Blake. Well, the other reason this is a big series is at some point this team needs to get over the hump. How long have they been knocking at the door here where they're within a half game or a game of whether it was the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks? There'd be something symbolic about getting into first place. Exactly. When was the last time they were actually in first place? It's been months. Maybe, yeah. But they've been knocking on the door. The fact that they were able to get the win yesterday put them in a position where now they're only a game back at Arizona heading into the weekend. Arizona's at home, but they've got Seattle coming in. Seattle's a good team. Good team. Um, That's a team that's 72 and 56. That's a good team. Yes, the Rockies have a very good team coming in here too because the, the uh, Cardinals are 71 and 57, but it's not outside the realm of possibility that when we show up here on Monday morning, the Rockies are in first place. That'd be nice. Here's the other reason it's a big series. The current wild card standings, St. Louis is the number one wild card. They're a half game ahead of the Rockies who are tied with Milwaukee. So if you're also looking at that race, it's a series that you got to win. You lost the series out there when you shouldn't have. Yep. Now you have to win the series at home. And also... We talk about, you know, that wild card game being on the road last year. You know what scares me the most, Manchester, is a wild card game in St. Louis. The Rockies never yeah. play well at Bush Stadium. I don't like the feel or look of that at all. Big series at Coors Field this weekend. Coors. How'd I do? Terrible. You slowed down and said it worse. Let's bring in Marty It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam. Shake that. So it's Coors? Coors. 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 I just call it 20th and Blake. It's easy. I would say it rhymes with tours, and you can't say that word either. So we just there's nowhere to go here. You're up, Marty. <laughs> Marty, what do you got for us? It's tough. All right, uh, Vince McMahon turning 73 today. I'm not uh, that big of a wrestling guy, but guess the net worth of Vince McMahon according to Forbes. 700 million dollars. Uh, I can't be that high. I'll go 300 million dollars. 3.1 billion dollars. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was shocking to me. Uh, th- that's a really interesting 30 for 30 to see how he took over uh, and kind of consolidated all these little regional wrestling leagues. Um, like here in Denver, it was all-star wrestling. Like that was kind of the Rocky Mountain region. That's what we would watch on, you know, Channel 2 on a Saturday morning or whatever. He consolidated all of those and made it this big national thing. Um, yeah, say what you will about wrestling, but that guy is a marketing genius. Yeah, $3.1 billion. He can, he can kind of do whatever he wants there. Yep. Alright, James Harden turning 29 this weekend. How do you guys think the three-headed monster of Harden, Mello, and CP3 will go? I can't call Mello a three-headed monster. He's a, he's a bench player. He's a, he's, he may, may have to start because they lost Trevor Ariza, but to me, Mello's at the phase where he should be playing 15, 20 minutes a night. I think it, um, I don't think it's going to go well either. CP3's, you know, getting long in the tooth. Uh, James Harden's a guy that, you know, for as great a player as he is, he, he doesn't really come up big in big moments. And I want to see it from Mello. I'm not as far down the road with Mello as you are, HW. I think he has the chance to kind of redeem himself, sticking with the theme of the show. But does he? Does he, does he put in the work? Does he come back ready to play? Does he have a good attitude all season? Does he embrace his role? There clearly was some dysfunction in Oklahoma City, which followed some dysfunction in uh, New York, which followed a little bit of dysfunction here. At some point, it's not everyone else. It's a you problem. When people can't get along with you, 
it, it, you're the common denominator at some point. Well, and what's weird to me too is everyone assumes Golden State's the one, Houston's the two. Golden State's the one. I'm not convinced Houston's the two. I'm just not. I'm not convinced that come next April when the playoffs are seated that Houston's the two seed. Well, no, the the other reason for that is sometimes it's not about the best looking roster on paper. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's how the pieces fit together. And is Carmelo Anthony, over the course of his career, a better player than Trevor Ariza? Yeah. Yeah. But is he a better fit in Houston? I don't know. To be determined. All right, this day in 1919, pitcher Ray Caldwell is struck by lightning with two outs in the top of the ninth. He goes unconscious for five minutes, comes to, refuses to leave the game, and gets the final <laughs> out of the game. That's one tough guy right there. That's how Manchester would be, because, you know, he's not he's not a big scared of lightning guy. What year was this? 1919. God, it was a better world back then in some ways. He wanted the, he wanted the complete game. He pitched eight and two thirds. He's like, I got this. I don't care if I wasn't conscious five minutes ago. I mean, we talk a lot about how people were tougher back in the day. And a lot of times it's, oh yeah, get off my lawn. This guy got struck by lightning, was unconscious for five minutes. And finished the game. I bet he didn't even take warm-up pitches after he got. He's like, I don't care. Let's just go. That's in, that's one of the most incredible stories, Marty, I've ever heard. That's remarkable. Uh, yesterday we were talking about how uh, what sport would be the easiest to manage. This day in 1951, a thousand fans behind the St. Louis Browns dugout, which is baseball, they're now the Baltimore Orioles, were given yes and no signs to vote on decisions made by the coaching staff. The uh, decision <laughs> it worked. St. Louis beat the A's five to three. See, I told you. This is not that tough, huh? I really could go down tonight and manage the Rockies to a win. I'm pretty convinced I could. Uh. This day in 1958, the first package of pre-cooked ramen noodles are sold. You guys dive into that during your college years? A little bit, but I thought it was kind of an overrated, like, oh, we're all poor, we need to eat ramen. I'm like, yeah, let's figure something else out. The butler didn't make you ramen? (laughs) I didn't have a butler, first of all. Second of all, I went to school 800 miles away. I like ramen, but you have to put something in ramen. So you can, you know, you can mix it up a little bit. Like soy sauce, kind of the go-to, right? Uh, here's another one that's a pretty decent option. You drain some of the liquid out of it, so it's not soupy, it's a little bit more just the noodles. And then put Heinz 57 on it. It's a nice dish. It's weird. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's good. Call that Denver it's ramen vegan thing. <laughs> No, it's not Denver ramen. I did invent Denver chili, though, Marty. I know. Uh, I know. I know. We've heard it a million times. <laughs> okay, this day in 2006, Sean Casey is the first and only player to be thrown out at first base by the left fielder. Oh, we just talked about this the other day. Right. He originally thought the ball was caught by the third baseman, so he didn't run. Once he realized it was in left field, it was too late, and he got thrown out by a step. Okay, so that's a better story. He he thought it was caught, He so he, but he was still dogging it, which I get. But and he was super slow. Yeah, had he like hit it and taken off and still got thrown out, that would have been a different level of embarrassment, but still pretty embarrassing. I had this day in 1989, Pete Rose is officially banned from baseball by uh, Commissioner Bartlett Giamatti, stating that he believed Pete Rose had bet on games, including those of the team he managed. There is maybe not a story in sports that I am more sick of than Pete Rose. I just wish they would put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. So we could stop talking about Pete Rose. Didn't you hang out with Pete Rose at a Vegas sports book one time? Yeah, he was <laughs> at the, he's at the book at Mandalay Bay all the time. <laughs> was this a surprising decision when it came out in 89, or was it like, well, yeah, I saw that coming? No, I mean, it was a bombshell. It was big news, but I think most people thought he was going to get in trouble. A lifetime ban was uh, was bigger than people thought. It was worse than people thought. But, uh, yeah, it, I, just am, I just am over it. I'm over Pete Rose. It, it's sort of like Colin Kaepernick. Would somebody just sign him so we can stop talking about it? 
I'm just over these stories. All right, and that's it, fellas. Marty, what'd you leave on the cutting room floor? Uh, in 1983, Orioles lefty Tippy Martinez gets all three outs via the pickoff in the tenth inning. Pick wow. off three guys. I don't <laughs> know what's better. Did he walk pick a off? guy, pick him off? Walk a guy, yeah, pick base him off? head, pick him off? Yeah. Their uh, catcher got injured, so they had to have a position player as catcher. So these guys were getting big leads, and he's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just pick all three off. If you're the third dude to get picked off, what are you doing? Tippy Martinez. I for, love the name Tippy Martinez. Yeah, for some reason, I think Tippy Martinez has a Colorado connection, but I don't remember exactly what it is. We'll look it up. But Tippy Martinez, a, that's a great nickname. All right, Marty, why don't you get to work on picking our Nuggets winner? Then we'll call that person at 945. If you've been qualified on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950, stand by your phone, because we may be calling you live on the radio in 45 to 50 minutes to discuss your quarter season plan. Tippy Martinez is from La Junta. Colorado. I knew there was a Colorado connection with Tippy. Well done. All right, you got the Vic Lombardi Show. Nick Grove coming up at 9.30. More Rockies talk next. And we'll get back to the Broncos' biggest storylines tonight in Washington, D.C. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. James Marriott, Will Peterson, Altitude 950. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up tomorrow, the Rapids are back at Dick Sporting's Park to take on Real Salt Lake. Kickoffs at 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. Preseason 2018, Altitude 950 is on the case. This preseason update is brought to you by Honda Power Equipment. The Broncos will square off against the Washington professional football team tonight for game three of the preseason. Vance Joseph is excited to see what this team can do on the road. It's a great test for us. You know, we've got three East Coast road games this year, but this is the first time going East with this team, so hopefully we can focus on, on uh, winning the football game. You know, when you travel in East, it's always a time change issue. It's a scheduling issue. So hopefully our team has the mindset to travel and focus and go play good football. So it's a great test for us, you know, having Baltimore, New York, and Cincinnati during the season out east. This Broncos 2018 preseason update is powered by Honda. Get your brand new Honda EU 2200 portable generator at your local Honda Power Equipment dealer. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche, Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. No Vic today. He's on Weller and PTO. James Merrillat, Will Peterson with you until 10 o'clock. Nick Groke will join us at 930 all right, Manchester, Rockies win yesterday. We've discussed a lot about how big Ian Desmond's home run was. Let's go ahead, final hour of the show now, sort of start to look ahead. Uh, we can make all the quips we want about the Cardinals and their fans and, you know, the, the tension there's going to be at Coors Field in the stands because it's going to be 50,000 people all liquored up. But the reality is there's baseball to be played, and that's a heck of a lot more important you and I kind of talked off air. These pitching matchups are pretty intriguing. Yeah, they are. Tonight, uh, Cardinals send out a guess what is their ace. He's 13 and 3 with a 2.80 ERA. It's Miles Michaelis, uh, the right-hander. He'll be uh, facing off with uh, Antonio Senzatella, 4 and 3, 4, 4, 7 ERA. So St. Louis has the pitching advantage tonight. So it's a huge game for Sensatella, in my opinion, because the Rockies really need to find out what they have at the back end of their rotation, right? We we all trust Kyle Freeland. John Gray has bounced back tremendously. Herman Marquez has been very good this year. But between Sensatella, Bettis, and Anderson, and we can get to Anderson in a little bit, uh, it's three guys who you sort of need to figure out 
What's Bud Black's rotation in the last six weeks? Yeah, and, and Nicholas has been very, 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 very good of late. They've won the last five starts for him. He's undefeated this season on the road. Undefeated. Wow. 7-0. and So hopefully uh, Coors Field gets in his head, even though that's probably um, an overhyped thing at this point in the post-Humidor era, but hopefully it does because he has been nails uh, away from St. Louis. What do you need to see from Sensatella tonight to make you confident he belongs in this rotation? A quality start. Yeah. I mean, really, that's what it is. I, I think it's a it's a quality start. It's don't dig a hole. Uh, last time the Rockies faced Mikolas, they he pitched seven innings and gave up one run. He kind of had their number. So you need to not fall behind three nothing in the first and put the put the Rockies in a hole. He needs to get a quality yeah. start. Give his team a shot. It's funny you just gave me the key. You know what the key is? Come the bottom of the first tonight, the score is 0-0. I'd be fine with that. Like, Kyle Freeland got through the first inning yesterday unscathed, and it was like you could feel the collective, whew, okay, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's that's definitely what you're looking for. Saturday night, uh Cardinals are going to try out try out another righty, John Grant. He's 5-5 five and five at the 3-7-6 ERA. Rockies go with uh, Herman Marquez, 11-9, ERA. That's a pretty even pitching matchup. I I give the, I'd give the Rockies a slight advantage there. Marquez at home, I I I like the Rockies in that matchup. Uh, Herman Marquez to me is probably the Rockies' second best pitcher right now. I still think I'd have him ahead of John Gray, so it's it's key for him. They've won nine straight games that John Gray has started. So what's your order? How do you power rank the pitchers right John now? John Gray's one, Kyle Freeland's two, and then uh, I would put Marquez wait, three. Wait, wait, slow down. Kyle Freeland's the best pitcher on the Rockies. Okay, that's your. That's your opinion. Does, does, really? They've won nine straight games that he started, dude. Since he's come back from Albuquerque. Kyle Freeland's ERA is below three. Since he's come back from Albuquerque, he's been the best pitcher on the roster. All right, quick poll, 30933, the altitude 950 text line. We'll take the first 20 text. Who's the Rockies' best pitcher? Just chime in, Freeland or Gray. Go. Uh, and then on Sunday, the pitching matchup is uh, Austin Gomer. At least that's what I'm going to call him. Uh, for St. Louis, he's three and zero with a two nine eighty RA, and the Rockies are trotting out Tyler Anderson. He's six and six, a four point four five ERA. Tyler Anderson, uh, three of his last four starts have been bad. Two of those, he gave up six runs in the first two innings. The other day, he gave up what four in the first two innings or three yeah. in the first two innings. Kind of hung in there and and you know was able to get a little deeper into the game, but. Uh, I, we, we can't have another game where if you tune in 30 minutes late, you look up and it's 6 nothing, and Tyler Anderson's just trying to burn through innings. This is a huge start for Tyler Anderson on Sunday, Manchester, because if he's bad again, you may have to consider a, a phantom DL stint mm-hmm. with Tyler, and you may just have to go with Chad Bettis in, in his sort of rotation spot. I, I, that wouldn't be me giving up on Tyler. That would be a, let's skip a couple starts here and sort of get you to clear your head. If, if, and it's a big if, He's bad on Sunday. Tyler Anderson right now is the fifth best starter in the rotation. Clearly, as of late, yeah. And, I mean, and unfortunately, when you're in a pennant chase, it's what have you done for me? Lately? I would I would take Senzatella in a start over Tyler Anderson at this point, and it's a it's a shame because prior to the last four games, he had been pretty darn good. Uh, he has just really struggled of late, so that needs to be a trend that gets nipped in the bud on Sunday afternoon. All right, Manchester, when is the last time the Rockies offense got tacos at Coors Field? Wow. Well, they got tacos. And if, they, if you're they, new to town, tacos are when they score seven or more. They, they had gone like 23 straight games without tacos when they got them like a week or so ago. I think it was in Atlanta they got tacos. Um, I think they won 11-5 down there a week ago today. The last time at Coors Field they got tacos, I can't recall. You tell me. It was the first half. 
They haven't got tacos since the All-Star break? They have not gotten tacos since Friday, July 13th, a 10-7 win against Seattle. All right, well, here's my prediction. That's Dude, that's six weeks. July 13th? Even though he's got a perfect record and an ERA below three, I think they get tacos against Gomer on Sunday. They never hit the ball on Sundays. <laughs> It's just a hunch. I know they will be ready to get on the bird delay, I'm sure, and you know, looking to tweet out the menu. But I think Sunday's the day they get tacos. What is the key with this offense? Because they've got a lot of individual players, Manchester, who can hit. I don't think anyone's going to argue with you that Blackman can't hit or LeMahieu or Arnato or Story or Desmond or uh Holiday, Para, Dahl, McMahon. All those dudes can hit the baseball. It's hitting with runners in scoring yeah, position. What, and why? What If we try to dive into the psyche, why have they... I mean, dude, they haven't scored seven or more runs at a hitter's park since July 13th. Well, you talked about it yesterday. They had first and third, nobody out and didn't score. And that was a mental error. I mean, but th- that's almost like that's almost impossible. You have two opportunities at that point to just put the ball in play. With first and third, nobody out, a double play scores a run. So what happened was was Kyle Freeland was at the dish. He put the bunt down. I turned to Mario and I said, I'd bunt Freeland here because then it's second and third for Chuck and DJ, right? So you sacrifice the out. Well, the problem was Freeland put the bunt down and David Dahl didn't know if it was a suicide squeeze or if it was just to advance uh, whoever it was on first, I think Ionetta to get to second, and he just gets caught up in no man's land. Run down, boom, he's out at the plate. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a bad mental. And then error. Charlie Blackman comes up next, hits into a double play, and they don't score a run. And you're standing right next to the third base coach. You can't not know what the what's on. That, that's ridiculous. Right. And if Freeland's bunting in that situation, it's not a squeeze, dude. Stay close to yeah. third, second, and third for Charlie. Blackman. You're not doing a squeeze in a zero-zero game. Yeah. Uh, at, early in the game, so that's so it that's is about stringing error. hits together. Uh, you honestly think they will get tacos this weekend? Yes. That's my, that's my bold prediction for the weekend series against the Cardinals. They will get tacos at least once. My guess is it's Sunday afternoon against Gomer. Well, I just it, want to keep calling him Gomer. Where are we at where we're, we're going to be relieved if the Rockies score seven or more runs at home? This is some weird alternate universe, man, because normally we're talking about, uh, let's see if they can win 11-9 tonight. Well, based on recent trends at home, you know what the scores of these games are going to be? 3-2, 4-3. Without a doubt. You know. That has been the trend of late, which I'm fine with, uh, because the way their pitching staff has been performing, I like their chances in those kind of games. Yeah. It, the, the scary thing, though, it remains a little bit. And you know what? Some guys redeemed themselves yesterday, but that bullpen, it, unless it's a handful of guys, you still get a little nervous. Still get a little nervous when you see certain guys trotted into the game. But kudos to Jake McGee and Chris Russin, who were both good yesterday. All right. Up next, there's a lot going on in the sports world Marty will tell us all about it as we span the globe. And our winner will be announced in about 35 minutes here on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Home of the Rapids, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and Denver's best sports talk all day long. Hey, here's what we do on Altitude 950. We talk all sports because we're not a one-trick pony. Injured and confused? Confused about your injuries? Confused about the insurance company? Confused about which attorney to hire? So let's talk about attorneys. Let's get real clear on attorneys. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. You get to choose your attorney. So how do you choose? Experience? Yes. Handles only injury cases? Yes. Someone the insurance company knows? Yes. And respects? Of course. Attorneys who have been very successful representing their clients? Yes. Attorneys who don't deal in a hodgepodge of everything? Only injury cases? Mandatory. 
mandatory. Attorneys who know all the tricks of the insurance company? Absolutely. Welcome to the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We do injury cases. We're known as the champions of the people. For a reason, we champion people's causes and legal cases. Our website is championsofthepeople.com for a reason. The reason is you. Come to championsofthepeople.com and see what that choice can do for you. Life has choices. Make your choice count. Championsofthepeople.com. There really isn't any other choice. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, and right now, they're overstocked and need to clear out the lots. Buy a vehicle from them this weekend, and they will pay off your trade. Get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand-new 2018 Titan, just like I did. I-25 to 104th, online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you. Stock number DN1691, last date of NJN51699, MSRP 46850 sale price 36850 Dealer retains all rebates, OAC plus tax title license, and includes 599 dealer handling fee offer. Are you in for 90? Enjoy a craft beer and a game courtesy of Odell Brewing Company and the Colorado Rapids. Oh, what a goal! What an absolute peach for Edgar Castillo! The Rapids take on Rail Salt Lake in the final leg of the Rocky Mountain Cup on August 25th at 7pm at Dick Sporting Goods Park. Starting at just $29, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. Get to Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe on August 25th to see one of the greatest bands of all time, War. September 21st, laugh out loud with comedy legend Arsenio Hall. And all this month, Buffalo Thunder has your chance to win one of four Nissan Kicks and your share of over $500,000. Book your Santa Fe getaway now at buffalothunderresort.com and come be our guest. At Buffalo Thunder. One in seven American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. For the ninth year, the Blue Shoe Run is raising money for prostate cancer research. So come run, walk around Bronco Stadium on September 8th, and fight prostate cancer. Family and pet friendly and a free after party. Donations benefit cancer research through the TUCC Foundation and the American Cancer Society. Register or donate at theblueshoerun.com. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018, starring Rick Springfield. Live. Also starring Loverboy. With special guest Jim Blossoms. Tommy Two-Tone, Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50, on sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. The Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale is going on now. This is our biggest sale of the year with thousands of carry-out-sized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. Buy the first tree at regular price and mix or match a second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. Visit thetreefarm.com. The 50-cent tree sale. Come soon. To exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back, Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Appreciate you being with us on this beautiful Friday morning an even better morning, Manchester, because Pat Bolin, Mr. B, as they like to call him, is named a finalist. The nominee uh, as a contributor, one of two, along with Gil Brandt, to uh, 
get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame come the eve of the Super Bowl in Atlanta this year. Yes, uh, very, uh, very much uh, deserved. He is uh, someone that has been a uh, a great contributor to the league. Um, had a lot to do with the uh, formation of Sunday Night Football, the NFL Network, a lot of the revenue that the league now enjoys. Uh, the majority of the money teams make now comes from TV deals. Uh, when he bought the Broncos, majority money the teams made came from ticket sales. That's a transformation of how the uh, how the the business of the league operates. And he was on the TV committee that spearheaded a lot of those negotiations. So the the growth and the boom of NFL football, uh, a lot of it has to do with Pat Bolin. But I, I just think he's someone that you know I've had a unique experience in terms of interaction with with Pat Bolin. Of you know I've been a fan since he bought the team in 1984. I was a fan before that, but. I've been a fan of this team the entire time he's owned it. Uh, I've covered this team for 15 years as a member of the media. Um, and every time you're down there, look, anybody who listens to this show knows I'm not exactly just a cheerleader for the Broncos. But every time you're down there, everybody in that organization, organization treats you with, uh, with class and with respect, whether you're a critic or whether you're a, a cheerleader. Um, so my experience with the team as a member of the media, um, it could not have been better. And then I worked for the team for three years. Um, and when you work inside that building, you realize that his, uh, his saying of, Hey, we want to be number one in everything isn't just lip service. It's not. Um, I saw it firsthand and I, I have multiple examples of when it, uh, it, it occurred in my, my line in my department. Mm-hmm. Um, so in all three ways, uh, my interaction with Pat Bolin has been nothing but great. He is a uh, Hall of Fame owner in my mind, and hopefully uh, on February 2nd, 80% of the voters agree. Yeah, I'm really happy for Mr. Bull, and this is great news. And, uh, yeah, you you said it best. I won't say anything else on that. Uh, Last thing before we get to Marty, results of our poll are in. I've got bad news for you. Fine. I told you I would take the first 20 texts. They'd rather have Kyle Freeland than John Gray? 16 to 4 for (laughs) Kyle Freeland. That's fine. So you got outvoted pretty I'm, hard. I'm like Walter Mondale in the 1984 election. I get it. It was a landslide. But I'm sticking with John Gray. They've won nine straight games. Have they lost the game since he came back from Albuquerque? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and ride that trend. All right. Well, you'll get outvoted by me and the Texters. <laughs> stand on that island. Let's span the globe, please. There's a lot going on in the sports world. Let's span the globe. All right, guys, there was a brutal preseason game last night. The uh, defending champs, the Philadelphia Eagles, took on the winless Browns. You think it would be a uh, kind of a blowout, but let's listen to the final call of that. And along with Montreal Meander, they make the tackle, and the ball game is over. A safety, a field goal, and a 5 nothing win. That about sums it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cleveland beat Philly last night 5 nothing. You would have thought it was in interleague play. That game was the prime example of why preseason football is the worst thing in sports. It is god-awful. I cannot wait to watch it on Hard Knocks because oh. the behind-the-scenes of a 5 nothing game will be pretty fascinating. Well, and what's funny is my son, my oldest son, is an Eagles fan, so we kept checking the score all night and watching the game. It's like, dude, nothing is happening. This is the worst football game you could possibly watch. 
All right, the NBA is implementing a few new rules this season. Biggest one includes uh, a resetting of the shot clock after an offensive rebound to 14 seconds instead of 24 seconds. What do you I, guys think? I like that. It shortens possessions. It, it's going to give uh, each team more possessions during the course of a game. Uh, leads to higher scoring. I think if you're a, a team that plays at altitude and you like to run up and down the floor, anything that leads to higher, higher scoring games is good for you. I like that rule change. Yeah, it plays a big factor at the end of games, too, when you get offensive rebounds. Yep. Uh, other rule changes include uh, clear path foul, which is still kind of foggy in my mind, but uh, I like the shot clock one. All right, the uh, Atlanta Falcons have already lowered their concession prices with uh, a lot of success last year. They announced they'll be lowering beer prices to $5 for 12 ounces, $7 for 20 ounces. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I did notice when I was at the Broncos game last Saturday uh, they have a $5 beer option as well. Now, it's a smaller beer, but it's not like it's a, you know, children's size cup or something. Um, <laughs> a little Dixie cup. Yeah. <laughs> so you could buy the $5 beer, which was a decent option. I think the Broncos one is seven seventy five. Um, I bought the $5 one just because it felt like, I know it's smaller, and I know probably per ounce I was paying more, but I wanted to buy a $5 beer. That felt right. That's I, I love this. That's what it should be. It's 5 bucks. It's just nice to have options, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like life, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, you're you're skinnier now, so you don't need as much beer for your buck. <laughs> this whole vegan thing, right? Well, you're gonna have a hard time spending thousands when beers are only five bucks. Yeah, now. exactly. No, it's just it's it's nice to go to a game and have something where you just don't feel like you're getting gouged. Can you stop gouging the customer at every turn? Six dollar waters. Yeah, exactly. And here's the nine dollar Dippin' Dots. Did you know? Little tip for you. The small dipping dots, the large dipping dots, exactly the same size. No. Why do you know that? Yeah. Did you do a science experiment? Did you get the old scale out and why? My nephews work at a place, and I won't say where it is, where they sell dipping dots. It's the exact same size. Buy the small. Well, inside info on the Vic Lombardi show today. There you go. I just like that the Atlanta Falcons have a Chick-fil-A in their stadium, and they play on Sundays, and so the Chick-fil-A is <laughs> never open. <laughs> that is pretty yeah, great. Yeah, but think about that stadium. It's hosting a variety of events all yeah. the time. I know, but concerts. You, you know what it's like when you're like doing a road trip, and you see the sign of, like, oh, what's at the next exit, and you get off at Chick-fil-A, and you're like, son of a, it's Sunday. Yeah. Imagine every Falcons game, you have that same reaction. The field's buzzing, everybody's in the stadium, and the just the gate's down on the Chick-fil-A. Thursday night football, Monday night football, you get your chances every once in a while. Mm. All right, Manu Ginobili is considering retirement. If that's it for Manu, how do you uh, how do you guys remember him? He's a flopper. Flopper with a bad bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> Manu, I mean, honestly, I, I see what you were teeing us up there for, Manu. Oh, great career. No, Manu broke my heart so many times along with Tony Parker and Tim Duncan. I don't like him. I don't talk like that. I don't like Mata Ginobili either. I really don't. Now, he's a little, he, he's, he's not quite into the Tom Brady category for me because like I really can enjoy watching Brady at this point. I've, I've gotten so much respect for him over the, over the years. It almost got to the point where Manu was so good at what he did that at some point you just kind of have to start to respect it. But no, I, that team, one of the most unlikable teams of all time to me was those Spurs teams. I couldn't stand them in a top of the list. Was Manu Ginobili. Good oh, riddance. Hall of Famer though, right? Yes. Brought the old Euro step. Yep. Alright, uh, Akuna. Remember, uh, our boy? Yeah. Yes. He played the Marlins again. Remember there was a little <laughs> scuffle last time? Yeah. He hit a, uh, third inning bomb and then in the sixth inning he got hit with a rising fastball but tempers didn't <laughs> flare up this time. Ah, oh, that's perfect. He got plunked after hitting a home run. It's mm-hmm. this Akuna guy. He's made, uh, he's made Marlins games interesting. 
He's having quite a season. That was his 21st homer of the year. He's pretty good for a rookie. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a, a very, very good young player. Speaking of pretty good, the Red Sox just won their 90th game. Gosh. And they with more than a month to go. They crush weaker competition there. A combined 43 and 8 against the Royals, Orioles, Rangers, and the Blue Jays. Look, you can look at that and say, hey, they're, they're, you know, kind of inflating their record against inferior opponents. What would the, imagine if the Rockies were above 500 against, well, I guess they are at exactly 500 now against bad opponents. Um, yeah, look, you can only play who's out there and they don't just win, they dominate. What's the all-time record for wins? Is it still the Mar- is it still the Mariners? Oh, yeah, one Mariners with 116. They'd have to go 26 and 7 to get there. That's, I mean, man, how good was that Mariners team? This team's got 90 wins on August 24th. They won it on 20, August 23rd and they got to go 26 and 7 down the stretch to tie that mark. That's remarkable. Didn't the Mariners choke in the ALDS that year though? They I did. believe that's they lost nobody, to the Yankees. That's yeah, why nobody cares about that 116 wins. Who was the best players on those teams? It was Ichiro. Was was Griffey or Arod still on those teams? I'd have to go back and look. Jay Buhner maybe. I don't know. I, feel... I just don't know how they were so good. Is what I'm. When you say at. Jay Buhner, I just think of Costanza's dad. <laughs> how do you trade Jay Buhner? <laughs> Uh, the run differential for the Red Sox is plus 225. Rockies are at a minus 8. <laughs> plus 225. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, you know it would be fun to see the rematch of 07. We've talked a lot about 07 recently. Sign me up for that. Uh, you really want to play the team that's going to win 112 games? You really want to play in the World Series? <laughs> it's got a plus 300 run differential by then? All right, last... Playing with house money at that point. All right, last one here. Uh, Brown security, apparently they practice chasing people down that run out of the field. Did you guys see the video of this? I did see that. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. So they just have a fan just run wild on the field, and they just have a group of like four security guards chase after him. I did not know that they practiced this. I want to do this at Bronco Stadium. I want to see if the security guys can catch me. I think I got a shot. Enjoy spending the night in the slammer. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I want to be the practice guy. Oh, okay. I like see that what They're saying. warming up, and they're doing it. Oh, but you. see, here's the thing. The practice has to be legit. They can't know when I'm coming or know where I'm coming from. They have to be down there kind of milling around, and they don't know where I'm jumping out on the field. And I want to get from, like, the north east corner to the southwest corner. I'm going to run through the Broncos tunnel without getting tackled. Well, and we had this conversation, I think, off air the other day, Marty, about the guy in Houston who got away. Yeah. Because the the kid at uh, 20th and Blake almost got away the other day, and then he got he got tackled by a fan. Remember that video we all yeah. saw? Yeah. Do you remember the guy in Houston who got away? Like recently? A handful of years ago. No. Dude, but I, I think that's great. YouTube the video. It's impressive. By the way, if you're in the stands, stop being that guy. What are you? What are you? Vigilante guy? Yeah. That guy could have gotten away. Yeah. He was, he was in the stands. He, he was, was up and he could have exited over on like, what is that? Wine coop or wind coop, however you say it. He was, he was almost there until a hero in the eighth row had to make the tackle. Yeah. So assist the criminal. Got it, James. Good advice. <laughs> no, I'm not saying assist. I'm not mm-hmm. saying aid and abet. I'm saying just let him go. Good just, job, Marty. All right. Uh, Alright Manchester, we've got Nick Grove coming up next We will talk to him about the Rockies win yesterday That swing from Desmond was pretty You knew he had to get him early in the count too Yeah, it was uh went down to get it a little bit And just sort of, it didn't golf it out But at live, it kind of looked like he golfed it out When you watch the replay, it wasn't as as low as it uh, it seemed But yeah, just a uh just one of those moments We're going to look back when, th- when this season turns out how we hope it's going to be, we're going to look back on a dozen moments that that were keys to the season. Yesterday was one of them. The best part, too, was Desmond knew he got He turned to the dugout, held up the one. 
And did you see the fan who caught it just so casual? That was awesome. He's just out there. He just catches it. And, I'm, all his and I'm telling you, and I played it during my hot take. We can play it again at some point during the show. I know the song that was going through Ian Desmond's head as he rounded first. Nick Grobe, the outstanding writer from The Athletic, talking Rockies next. James Merrillat, Will Peterson. You got the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Join me at Larry H. Miller Nissan on 104th today from 1 to 3 p.m. Right now, they're overstocked and they need to clear out the entire lot. It's Nissan's bottom line, and they've been authorized to offer vehicles at prices so low, I can't even say them on the air. It's going to knock your socks off. Come see me today at Larry H. Miller Nissan on 104th from 1 to 3 p.m. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Imagine an arts festival where all the art is $100 or less. The 7th Annual Affordable Arts Festival is this Sunday from 9 to 3 on the Arapahoe Community College campus in Littleton. 160 artists from Colorado and the country will sell their art for $100 or less, including several pieces originally priced at $3,000 or more. Plenty of free parking, so come early for the best deals. Admission is $10. Proceeds go to the ACC Foundation for Student Scholarships. For more information, Go to affordableartsfestival.com. I know it sounds funny, but if you like to go big, then you need to think mini, like Shop Mini. Make the 2019 Mini Countryman Hybrid your new car. With more room to fit more friends, more style, and more British refinements, you will be completely fulfilled in the go big category. Because it's a hybrid, the Countryman will get you big miles for less, and you'll also get all the tax credits on top of the already great Shop Best price. So, if you want to go big, and trust me, you do, see what the Countryman Hybrid is all about. At shopmini.com. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you feeling the aches and pains of growing older? Do your knees and back ache? Well, my friends, I've got a solution for you, and it is the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Listen, after my 10-year NFL career, I had plenty of aches and pains that I just needed fixed if I was going to live a happy life. And one of the ways I did so while avoiding surgery was through stem cell therapy. I had stem cells placed in my knee, and I was, in fact, able to continue to play in the NFL for one more year. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics offers the best in stem cell therapy. They are an independent physician-owned office that has MRI on the premises. That means lower costs and less time. And if you need something beyond stem cells, they have over 40 years of collective experience with knee, elbow, back, and neck surgeons who can help you live pain-free. So give my friends a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. Our new swing set is really being enjoyed. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy, and within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Underground utility lines such as water, electric, natural gas, and cable TV are everywhere. Having them marked before you dig can prevent injuries or potential fines. Make it really easy. Download the free 811 app. The app allows you to enter your address, select the work you'll be doing, and submit your locate request in one quick and easy step. 
Click or call 811 before you dig and visit colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Jokic for three. Mile High Basketball tips off in Denver when your Nuggets host the Phoenix Suns on October 20th. Single game tickets for the 2018-19 Denver Nuggets season are on sale now. Dribble drive all the way, coming underneath. Get your tickets to the biggest games of the season at Nuggets.com, the Pepsi Center box office, or by calling 303-287-DUNK. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Desmond to left field. Run for a going back. It's up and it's gone. To walk off. Two run home run. Three and Desmond is 20th of the year. With two down in the ninth inning, the Rockies walk it off. Kirby Yates had just struck out Gerardo Parra. And things were looking up for the Padres. But Desmond, with his 20th home run of the year, it's a two-run shot, and the Rockies win in walk-off style. Ah, that's what was going through Ian Desmond's head yesterday. How do you like me now? According to one James Manchester Marilab, Padres TV on the call there. Kind of a bummer not to have Drew Goodman's call of that, but the Rockies were not on AT&T Sports Network yesterday, but a man who was there in the building, good friend of the show, friend of the station. He writes for the Athletic. He is Nick Groke. What's up, Nick? How are you? Um, great, fellas. How are you? Doing well. Appreciate the time this morning. All right, let's start with the the down part of that game when Brian Shaw comes in and you know walks a guy, has a bad error by Trevor Story. You're thinking, oh no, another bullpen loss. And then what was going through your mind with two outs in the ninth? when Ian Desmond bailed the Rockies out? Uh, I was thinking at the time that Kirby Gates is pitching really well. Really well. Um, the only guy who got anything going in that inning before Ian Desmond was Trevor Story. And he had to fight off a really good pitch, actually, and he kind of kind of just dinked it into right field, sort of, for a single. Um, and then nobody else was really doing anything. There were two outs. Uh, and then, yeah, Ian Desmond... Uh, Lines a home run to left field to win it. They're winning a lot of, a lot of late close games lately. Um, and I think, I think it's just sort of a, maybe a natural evening, evening out to some of the, some of the close game losses that they've had, uh, in the last like maybe 30 days or so. Uh, I think they're probably ahead of, ahead of it though now. Uh, even for some of the ones, you know, it's, it's weird. The, the tough losses, Almost stand out more than the than the kind of late tough victories, and, and that's why they always seem like a bigger deal when they happen. Um, but the Rockies, the, the Rockies are, I think they're twenty games above five hundred in games that were that were one or two run games. Uh, so they, they are actually doing they they are doing pretty well in those games. They, I mean, ideally you don't want to have to play close games. Um, if you're a good offense, then you're scoring six, seven runs a game, five, you know, five, six, seven runs a game. Uh, but they are not a good offense, so uh, they, they're they're certainly passable. But um, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing, you know, lately, especially yesterday with Ian Desmond. Uh, they didn't have a whole lot going offensively uh, until the very end, and that's plenty. That works. That's how you win. 
Nick, normally I'm someone who uh, I'm going to remember those late game losses way more than I remember those late game wins. But th- this team, especially of late, man, it seems like it's constantly uh, microphones are in danger during post game interviews because there's some sort of walk off. Vic and I earlier in the week used the term magical for this team. It's, it's kind of starting to take on that feel. That's a corny term. I get it. But you're around them every day. Do you pick up any sort of, I don't know, for lack of a better term, special vibe about this team? What's what's the sense just being in that clubhouse on a day in day out basis? The clubhouse, the clubhouse is just normal. It's it, it like almost never cha- never changes. Matt Holiday though yesterday after his first game, he mentioned that he said, you know, he's kind of been following the team a little bit. Um, he says that there's there's a lot of stuff about this team that was like the team that he played for in 2007, the one that went to the World Series. Uh, I think he might be overstating it slightly, but that's okay. Uh, the, you know, essentially what you want to do, and the, the the true definition of magic, I guess, if you want to, or the, the real distillation of it, is that a team gets hot at the end. Uh, I mean, that's really what you what you need to do. Ian, uh, Chris Iannetta has played on a couple of different teams that, uh, that he's talked about that, you know, like, for instance, one year he was he played for the Angels and they were awesome in August and like most of September. They were one of the better teams in baseball uh, and they went to the playoffs. But it just so happens that the the Royals had gotten hot later and they knocked the Angels right out of the playoffs. Um, I mean, what you really need to be doing is is just putting it all together, kind of basically at the right at the end. Um, and it's not impossible to just kind of drum that up. If you're a good team, you're, I mean, you're, if you're a good team, you're a good team. Um, but there is something to be said, and I'm not going to call it momentum exactly, but there's something to be said about just having everything kind of clicking, um, late. And we're not too late yet. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's later in the season, but it's not late in the season. Uh, so, I, I don't know if we can, if we can start using terms like magical with this thing yet, but they, they, they're doing a lot of the things that, I mean, they, here, here's the thing about the Rockies, because we know we have stats available to us in baseball that can tell us how good a team really is or how, how, how sustainable a team's success can be. And the Rockies don't have a lot of that stuff. They have a negative run differential. Um, they have a high batting, batting average on balls in play, um, although they always kind of will play in a close field. But, um, but and I mean, if you just even just match them up on paper against a team, for instance, like the Dodgers, they're not as good. They're not as good as the Dodgers on paper, but they're like four games ahead of LA right now uh, because they're just getting it done, and that's all you need to do. You don't you don't have to be uh, necessarily great at anything if you can get it done and put it together at the right time. That's all you need to, to get to the postseason. Yeah, speaking of putting putting it together at the right time, Ian Desmond's a guy who uh, there was a lot of debate in this town. It was early in the year. It was either April or May. He got booed uh, at Coors Field in a home game. Um, look, his numbers aren't great now. There's another example of numbers from a from a Rocky standpoint that don't jump off the page, but he's certainly better and playing better now than he was early in the year. In your article today on the Athletic, you you know you write about Ian Desmond. You have some quotes from him. At the end of it, he talks about how you know I'm just trying to contribute. I'm just trying to help the team win. Kind of giving you those 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 kind of answers, uh, what you would expect to hear. I have to believe yesterday, as he's rounding first base and that crowd's going nuts, there's part of him that, that just wants to, to, to kind of shove it back in people's face, the, the people who were, were booing him off the field. Did you get any of that sort of sense from talking to him, or was he really as level-headed as his quotes made him seem? 
Uh, he he's always always like that. Even even like before he played a single game for the Rockies, uh, it's just kind of his way. He always um, he doesn't really like answering questions about himself. He'll talk about the team. Uh, he, he's kind of like that, and that's okay. I can dig that. I guess uh, you don't need to be you don't need to be like that to be a good teammate. I don't think, but but that's okay if that's how he um, if that's how he wants to approach things. That's great. It's fine. It's his prerogative. Um, and I and I can respect that for sure. The I don't know if he so I so in that way I don't know if he feels some vindication. Um, I mean, the thing is he I mean he was in a wicked slump. It was I mean it was bad. He was he was sub two hundred. He didn't get to the Mendoza line until pretty well into the season, um, and he's slumping kind of again. He's hitting about two hundred in in August. Uh, he has a sub. He has a sub-zero war. Um, he, you know, his, his park-adjusted OPS is below average. I mean, there are a lot. I mean, you, you are what your numbers say you are at the end of the year, probably. But there are other things. Uh, the Rockies, especially Blood, Blood Black, uh, can see the other things also, and we can point to we can point to several games this year that Ian Desmond essentially won for them single-handedly almost. Um, and I know other players contribute in the course of a game, et cetera, but like he hit a game winner in Washington. Uh, he had a, a game winner last night. He hit a, essentially a game winner in New York. You don't hit game, you don't have walk offs on the road, but these were game winning home runs. He, he did it in New York against the Mets. Uh, he did it last week at, at Atlanta. I mean, the, there's a healthy list of games that, that Ian Desmond essentially won for them by himself. Um, so, you know, if you want to talk about sub-zero war, that's, I mean, I think that's completely fair, uh, but also he is winning, he's winning them games. That's why he's still the starting first baseman. Nick Grogue from the Athletic, our guest here on Altitude 950. All right, Nick, what role will Matt Holiday play down the stretch for this team? A lot of folks were surprised he was starting yesterday and, uh, how do the Rockies win the NL West? Yeah, you know, I don't know if I was so much surprised that he was starting because I, I thought they might just kind of just throw him in right at the beginning to, you know, to just throw him into deep end and get him, get him right up to speed. Um, but what I am surprised about uh, are a couple of things. A, first of all, Blood Black nixed the idea of him playing first base. Uh, I thought that would be a better position for him defensively. If he's going to, if he's going to be a starter, uh, you can, he has time at first base and it, you know, saves his legs a little bit and playing left field and course field is no easy assignment. Uh, but if he is going to be a starter, it will be in left field. Uh, I assumed he was, I assumed his role, his primary job was to be a pinch hitting, a pinch hitting slugger off the bench. I think we might see him start a whole bunch of games now, uh, which surprises me a little bit, uh, in large part because they play a whole bunch of lefties down the stretch. Uh, the, the NL West is stacked with left handed pitchers. And they have they have too many left-handed hitters on the, on this Rockies team. So, adding a right-hander who can who can slug uh, is is probably pretty valuable when you fill out a lineup sheet. So, I think we're going to see a lot of him in left field. Actually, uh, it's it's funny. David Dahl is playing really well lately. Actually, uh, the reason that he might not get the nod over Matt Holiday in left field down the stretch uh, is because a he's left-handed like I said, and they're going to face a bunch of lefties. Also, you know, Matt Holiday has a track record. You can trust that. You know you know what you're getting from him in the box. And 
other pitchers know him too. His reputation carries. So just their their sort of, and I'm I'm not saying pitchers are shaking in their 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 knees are not knocking. They're not shaking, but they know who he is and they know he can hit a ball out of the park at any at any point. Basically, it cha- it can change how how a game sets up. Uh, just the fear of his home run uh, can really flip a lineup. So I think we're going to see him start a bunch of games, which I'm slightly surprised at. But he seemed to do well yesterday. And once they got a lead uh, later in the game, he was subbed out for defensive. He, uh, Gerardo Parra came in for defense purposes. So I think we might see it kind of unfold like that a whole bunch down the stretch. He's Nick Grogue. Read his stuff on The Athletic. Great stuff. Uh, Nick, have fun covering this Cardinals series, all that sea of red that we will try to ignore. Appreciate your time this morning. Matt Holiday back and the Cardinals in town. It's going to be packed out there, I think, this weekend. It's going to be crazy. Take care, Nick. We'll see you. Thanks, dude. Appreciate the time from Nick Groke there. Great stuff as usual. Uh, Matt Holiday is going to start a lot of games in his opinion. Pretty, pretty fascinating stuff there toward the end of that interview from Nick. Yeah, that's, um, that's interesting development. I, I certainly did not expect that when we talked about, you know, hey, they need to bring Matt Holiday up here. It was all of, uh, always the, he needs to fill that Jason Giambi role. He's the big bat coming off the bench in the eighth or ninth inning when you need, uh, when you need some power at the plate. I don't know that I love him being at, in left field a lot. I, I don't know. I, I, if they, he starts hitting the ball over the wall, you'll love it. Maybe. No. Uh, well, yes, obviously. <laughs> but David Dahl was, was starting to play pretty well. So yeah, I'm always a little leery of, of moves that, um, that inhibit kind of what you were doing and especially with younger players. It, it's a little, reeks a little of Jameer Nelson to me. Our quarter season plan winner has been picked. The Vic Lombardi show and every show on this station has been qualifying people to win a quarter season tickets to the Denver Nuggets this year. We'll call the winner live next. Vic Lombardi show altitude 950. Moser. Case Keenum and company, they need to get into a flow. I want to see Case Keenum throw a touchdown pass on Friday night. The mode. But he's a starting quarterback. He's your $36 million man. I want to see him put it in the end zone through the air. That's what I want. Because he's going to play a lot. I want to see some consistent drives out of that offense. Mark Moser. Weekdays 1 to 3 on Altitude 950. I love my job. If you want to do what I do, listen up. The Colorado Media School will teach you all aspects of radio and television. Call the Colorado Media School at 303-937-7070. When powerful storms in late June damaged over a 1,000 vehicles at Johnson Auto Plaza, insurance adjusters ordered every vehicle sold, regardless of profit. It was game on. Hi, this is Alan Roach from My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza with a hail liquidation update. Since the incredible storms hit, hundreds of hail-damaged vehicles have been sold at Johnson, saving buyers thousands on top of summer clearance event incentives. The response has been overwhelming. Hectic, that's for sure. But there's plenty more deeply discounted cars and trucks to sell. Some vehicles have already been repaired and still being offered with thousands of dollars off. Clearly marked with a yellow dot on the windshield. These are side-by-side with many vehicles that have not been repaired with even bigger discounts. The Johnson family's committed to doing what it takes to sell every new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler on their lot, regardless of profit. 
Don't miss this special buying opportunity at Johnson's. You'll be amazed at the savings. Just north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. If you thought all sports bars were the same, well, then you haven't been to the neighborhood Hilltop Tap House in Parker. The Hilltop is the only bar in Parker with the Pac-12 network on dozens of TVs, so no matter where you sit, you can catch all the action. And on Sundays, the Tap House has all the pro games. Yeah, enjoy a pregame breakfast with their incredible Ultimate Bloody Mary Bar. Ghost peppers and bacon, anyone? The Hilltop and Parker. Off of Parker Road and Hilltop. If the lot's full in the front, you can always park in the back. But come park it for football all season long at the Hilltop in Parker. One in seven American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. For the ninth year, the Blue Shoe Run is raising money for prostate cancer research. So come run, walk around Bronco Stadium on September 8th, and fight prostate cancer. Family and pet friendly and a free after party. Donations benefit cancer research through the TUCC Foundation and the American Cancer Society. Register or donate at theblueshoerun.com. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from Sun Honda in Thornton and enjoy for home or play. Visit sunent.com. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. Put all your money and let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot, yeah. It's hot, really hot. But at the Medved Truck Center, the offers are even hotter. Medved has America's best-selling truck brands. Ford, Chevy, Ram, GMC. Four brands, 40 acres, $40 million worth of inventory, and one salesperson can show you everything. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Put all your money and let's roll them again. When you're hot, you're hot. Drive them. Compare them. Buy them. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not. The Method Truck Center is hot. Just minutes south of Lincoln on the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 ramp Castle Rock. Online at medved.com. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> Altitude 950. Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Alright, welcome back. Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Marty, Jesse, do we have a winner of our quarter season plan for the Vic Lombardi Show? We do. We do. Alright, let's call him live. Let's call him live. We'll keep this suspense going. Manchester, are you excited to talk to our winner? Yes. I want to hear which plan he's picking. He gets 11 Nuggets games. Stu just won season tickets, in essence. Let's see if he's excited. What's his name? Okay. Jesse just told me in my ear. Please pick up winner. That's a long ring. Yeah. Hey, is this Darren? Yes, it is. Darren, it's Will Peterson and James Merlap from the Vic Lombardi Show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Dude, you won Nuggets quarter season tickets. Congratulations. 
I appreciate that. Very excited. That's awesome. So you're going to 11 games this year. We've got the premium plan and the weekend planned. Uh, do you know anything about these plans? Do you want me to explain them to you real quick? Uh, just I've heard what you guys have been talking about, so I got just. All right, so the premium plan is Phoenix, Golden State, Boston, Houston, L.A., Oklahoma City, the Spurs, the Sixers, the Pelicans, the Pacers, and the Wolves. So that's 11 well, a amazing lot of really games. Good teams. But, Darren, I don't know what you do for work. The weekend plan is Phoenix, Golden State, Utah, Milwaukee, Toronto, the Spurs, Portland, Cleveland, Houston, New Orleans, and Washington. Very good teams there, too. What do you do? Uh, I am a office manager. Office manager. All right. So we, uh, Manchester, do you want to put him on the spot and make him pick right now or to take some time to think about it? Uh, I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to do what I would want to have somebody do to me. I, I, let, let him think about it. Okay. He can, he can, he can look at the games. Uh, but Dar- Darren, which way are you leaning? Right now I am leaning towards the weekender. Okay. The weekend right. plan. Nice. See, that's, 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 he knows he can take an Uber home. All right, Darren, tell us about, uh, your Nuggets fandom, who your favorite player is, what you're looking forward to most this season. Uh, favorite player has got to be Joker. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is I want to see what IT's got left. Nice. All right. We've got I'm very excited for that pickup. Well, I'm glad we picked an educated fan who can identify storylines and will enjoy these games. Darren, thanks for listening to Altitude 950. Enjoy your quarter season tickets. Oh, I will. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Take care. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll, let's keep Darren's number because I want to call him during the season. Uh, and at one of these games, may, probably early in the year, maybe the first one, uh, the, the, the crew from the Vic Lombardi show, uh, will meet him up at, uh, a tavern or something and have a cocktail. <laughs> okay. Well, if it's yeah. the weekend plan, we don't have to wake up the next day. Perfect. We're All on. right. Well, appreciate everyone who qualified and Manchester quickly explain to the people. There's still more chances to not only qualify, but to win. Yes. Darren's not our only winner. Every show the rest of the day. So there's three more chances. We'll do one more qualifying. And then each show will pick a winner out of their nine qualifiers. So we're going to have three more winners. Well, three more qualifiers and then three more winners. So if you haven't qualified yet, still plenty of chances to be listening the rest of the day, uh, through, uh, Hastings and Brownman, Mark Moser show and Crackman and Harris. And on each of those shows, I would assume kind of like we did toward the end of the show, they will pick a winner. By the way, Hastings and Brownman Manchester have Todd Helton today on at 1230. Uh, that's a pretty good get. Yeah. See what Todd sees in this Rockies team and is he willing to go full Matt Holiday? Which is, this reminds me of 07. Uh, there are a lot of similarities that are starting to stack up. Matt came out kind of guns blazing for lack of a better term in his presser yesterday. He's talking about the World Series a minute into his first press conference back in 2018. Nothing wrong with that. No, I loved it. It I, gave me goosebumps standing right there listening to him talk about it. You know, the, the only thing I don't like about, uh, us talking about this team being magical and this team and comparing this team to Rocktober is I think that diminishes a lot of what they're doing. And look, I get what Nick Groke is saying. There's a lot of numbers that don't suggest the Rockies should be in the race. Number one amongst them, and Vic's been talking about it for two months, the run differential. You look at the run differential, there, there's a lot of argument to be made this team is smoke and mirrors. There is. But I also think from top to bottom, this is the most complete Rockies team in history. At some point, you win games like this, not because you're magical, not because you're lucky, not because there's some sort of weird thing going on at Coors Field. It's because you're good. It's the one thing you, you, you learn as you watch sports over and over and over and over again, year after year after year. For the most part, the good teams win. So let's not diminish that the Rockies are a good team by calling them magical too much. A lot of this is because they're pretty damn good. Yeah, I hear you. All right, let's see what we messed up today. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's... 
Fact Checker. Presented by Ken's Auto Service. For all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs. Ken's Auto Service. A full-service preventative maintenance and auto repair center in Aurora. More info at kensautoserviceinc.com. I didn't have a ton today, fellas. It was pretty airtight without Vic, so uh, well done. <laughs> uh, we, nice. didn't have, we didn't have one head-scratcher, though. Let's listen to it. You know, did you, I didn't know that the War of 1812 was with Britain. I had no idea. Wait, like, we fought them again? I thought I, we beat them already. That was, that was the, exactly the same thing I thought. Like, yeah. 35, 40 years later, we had to do this again? We mm. just beat these guys. Yeah. yeah. War of 1812, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who it was with. I had Although, no idea. You could have told me it was against Mexico. I it's not it. as though that's not unprecedented. World War One, we had to go beat Germany, and then, you know, 20-some years later, we had to go do it again. So I, I get it. I understand how these things happen, but... You know, I always took um, American history post-Reconstruction, not pre-Reconstruction, so I wasn't that, you know, in the loop on the War of 1812. Sorry, Marty. All right, here's some trivia. What year did that war take place? 1814. Well, that was when that that's when the uh, the, the buildings in Washington were burned to the ground. I'm assuming it was from 1812 to 1815. That's exactly correct. Yes, I was. 1812 would have done the trick, too. That's kind of what I was just looking for. Oh, okay. Well, put a little more thought into it. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you were wondering when the Rockies were in first place last. It was May 24th. They had a half game over the Diamondbacks. So it's okay. been a little bit. It's been a long time. Well, May, that's three months May through the 24th. day. It's August 24th today. And they have been knocking at the door a couple of different times. I mean, they've gotten within a half game or a game maybe three or four times. Got to get over the hump. Let's get over the hump this weekend. We all feel great today. Um, it's just a beautiful day out. The Rockies had a walk-off yesterday. The Broncos play tonight. Uh, high school football starts tonight. I'll be at Broomfield Legacy. It's a great day. Let's come back in Monday with the Rockies in first place. Time to get over the hump. All right, and the 2001 Mariners had a rookie Ichiro that had uh, 242 hits, hit 350. Edgar Martinez, Brett Boone, John Olerud, Mike Cameron. Also, Brian Fuentes. And really? a 39-year-old, 20-game winner, Jamie Moyer, were on that team. Wait a wow. minute. Moyer won 20 games? As a 39-year-old, yeah. Someone wow. had to win 20 games. They won 116. Mm-hmm. They beat the Indians in the ALDS but lost to the Yanks in the ALCS in five games. Five games? Boy. That's, that's the, you know, it's a little bit like the Patriots, right? Going 16-0 and and then you go and you lose at the end. It, it puts a little bit of a asterisk next to it. But still, that's a remarkable year. When you look at how good the Red Sox have been, and how unlikely it is that they beat that record, that's uh, that's amazing. All right, and that's it, fellas. Thanks, right. Marty. We were pretty clean today. Hey, Manchester, I'll challenge you on most complete team in Rockies history. I've got the 9 team pulled up here. Okay. Ubaldo won 15. Jason Marquis won 15. Jorge De La Rosa won 16. Jason Hamill won 10. Aaron Cook won 11. Would Five- you, you take that pitching staff over this one? I don't know, but it's five double-digit winners pretty no, consistently. I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And it, that was Ubaldo the year before he was had his remarkable Ubaldo, yeah. year. Yeah. Um. So he had a he had a pretty good two-year stretch there. Now that's a good staff, and it, but their their bullpen. Would you trust Houston Street or Wade Davis? There's a tough one. Yeah, and it also had Manny Corpus in that bullpen. Rafael Betancourt was in that bullpen. Remember, he was good. They kind of had that similar seventh, eighth, nine. The O nine season is lost. Because of what happened against in games three and four against the Phillies. Yeah, give me give me their everyday lineup that year though. Right. It was obviously Todd at first, Tulo was at short. Was Yorvi behind the plate at that point? All right, stand by, stand by. The outfield was certainly Cargo. Cargo was out in right. Center field was uh, uh, Helton hit three twenty five. Tulo hit two ninety seven. Seth Smith was a starter. Hit two ninety three. 
Brad Hopp was a starter, hit 285. Dexter Fowler was a starter, hit 266. I don't think Seth Smith was a starter. Was it in Cargo? 133 games. Huh. Cargo only played 89 in the regular season that okay. year. Okay. Alright. Um, and then you had Clint Barmas, Ryan Spielborgs, Ian Stewart, and Garrett Atkins. I would take this everyday lineup over that one. I probably would as well. Garrett Atkins, Brad Hopp, Seth Smith. I mean, come on. I mean, you had five, excuse me, seven guys hit 15 or more home runs. That was a good, it was a good Tulo, team. Tulo, Ian Stewart, Clint Barmas, Brad Hopp, Chris Ionetta, Todd Helton, and Seth Smith all had 15 or more it home runs. It shows you're a smart Rockies fan though, because to, to argue with me that this is the most complete team, you went to 09, not 07, because the 09 team was better than the 07 It team. was. The 07 team was awesome and it was fun, but there was an element of flukiness to that, yeah. to put it mildly. The 09 team prior to this year was the best team in Rockies history. It's a little bit like the 94 buffs were better than their national championship team. Um, this team's better than either one of them. Julie's anxious to get in here. Fire us up, please. This is the Fired Up Finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. Demarcus Walker. Second round pick out of Florida State in the 2017 draft class, which has been, uh, obviously a, a hot talking point. And I, and I like the, I like the optimism on his part and I like the lofty goals, but how about we just start with getting on the field, dude? How about we just start with, Hey, you're actually a, a part of the rotation and you're a contributor on this team before we start talking about dominating. Cause he's a guy, he was a second round pick, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. Very underwhelming rookie year. Part of that's on the Broncos cause they couldn't figure out where they wanted to play him. And he was this yo-yo of weight of we're going to play you on the inside. We're going to play you on the outside. What do you want to do with the guy? Okay. If we're starting to see stories that are getting planted in the media, of he's going to dominate, then do something tonight. Shine. Let me see it. <laughs> Look at you with your more measured fired-up finales this week. Well, the point was still solid. <laughs> Broncos and Redskins tonight. Rockies and Cardinals all weekend. Eight more hours live in local sports talk. For James Merrill, Marty O, Jesse Trio, I'm Will Peterson. you got the Vic Lombardi Show. We'll see you Monday on Altitude 950. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up tomorrow, the Rapids are back at Dick Sporting's Park to take on Real Salt Lake. Kickoffs at 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. Preseason 2018, Altitude 950 is on the case. This preseason update is brought to you by Honda Power Equipment. The Broncos will square off against the Washington professional football team tonight for game three of the preseason. Vance Joseph is excited to see what this team can do on the road. It's a great test for us. We've got three East Coast road games this year, but this is the first time going East with this team, so hopefully we can focus on on uh, winning the football game. You know, when you travel in East, it's always a time change issue. It's a scheduling issue. So hopefully our team has the mindset to travel and focus and go play good football. So it's a great test for us, you know, having Baltimore, New York, and Cincinnati during the season out East. This Broncos 2018 preseason update is powered by Honda. Get your brand new Honda EU 2200 portable generator at your local Honda power equipment dealer. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado.